Check, 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 check. check, check. I, I can taste the artificialness of it. It's just kind of off-putting. You always say that. No, it's true. I know. Except it's I can't taste you. it in this. Yeah, I can taste it in that. I mean, I really can't. I mean, it just tastes like so many different things. Is that, that's what's distracting me. Is yeah. that pronounced cock tin? Uh, I guess. What? CoQ10. Co- Co- <laughs> Give me a I got to take my cock tin pills. Give me a microphone check there, JMO. Microphone check one two. What is this? <laughs> oh, there it is. There mucka it mucka is. microphone checker. Nowadays, everybody want to talk about it. They got something to say. Nothing comes down when they move the lips. But you motherfuckers act like they forgot about Drake. What do you say? Somebody you, you hate? Anybody? Ah, God, I never liked him. Never liked uh, Eminem. Eminem? No, not really. Yeah, I never really got it. Um, <laughs> he's plenty talented. I don't. I never liked but, his music. I liked him on other songs like. Uh, the Dr. Dre stuff. I didn't mind. I that. take that back. To, I liked his first song, the Slim Shady. Yes, I mean because it was that, it was funny and he was, you know what I mean. He almost had a Beastie Boys vibe. Yeah, and then it just kind of used it turned into a Beastie Boy. Yeah, it's going to be that type of episode. It's uh, the uh, annual, the annual. Um, in celebration, yeah, the in celebration, the uh, the Thanksgiving episode we do. So our <clears throat> our listeners that are wards of the states, shut ins, career masturbators, career <laughs> masturbators, seemingly dangerous loners, <laughs> and have something to listen to. The chronically unemployed, while their while their family is rotting around them because they've killed them recently. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Every year we do it. You know, I had an idea that I didn't bring up to anybody else. And it was an entire episode of the Terry Dell Warsh Basin show. But I didn't I didn't bring it up to for you to prepare for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel you, like that's something can you we pull should pull that do. off for an entire episode. I, I think something like that would need its own theme song. <laughs> yeah. Well I can hold on. With lots of banjo. <laughs> well, excuse me. Terry Dale. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> mm, searching generic bluegrass music. Okay. I bet this works. No. <laughs> Point me to the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, TDW. I, mean, I can. I think you might want it a little faster. Let's hear this. Yeah, that was a. No, uh, that's, that's more low fi Yeah, that's a waltz. Mm, see how this goes. Something with mouth heart. That's pretty good, though. Oh, it sounds great. Keep going. <laughs> Look at the picture. <laughs> Is that Tara Dale Warsh Mason? It's time for the Valley Mountain Breakdown. <laughs> I hope the wrong way ain't how I'll rub you. Pleased to meet you. I'm TDW. <laughs> Imagine this like a Grand Ole Opry stage. He comes out like. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love the picture. That's so <laughs> fucking racist. It's just a smiling black man. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really exaggerated. Uh, I've seen black people that look exactly like this. There's a one inch white line around it. <laughs> uh, says Mammy at the top of. Anyway, welcome to the Terry Dell Warsh Basin Show. Woo! <laughs> that is Terry Dell Warsh Basin. And uh, I'm Dutch, and that's Chuck. And I'm the host of the Terry Dell Warsh Basin Show. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how's, uh, how's uh, your uh, holiday season kicking off, Terry Dale? Actually, <laughs> what I came here to discuss what was. What a swerve. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Wait a minute. He needs his banjo music. <laughs> okay. Oh. Hey, hey. Oh, hey. Hey. There it is. Well, been in the woods since 3 a.m. this morning. Really? Yeah. You go out early. Yeah. That's when the getting is good. What are you getting? The gettings. <laughs> Plenty <of> squirrel. <laughs> the gettings. <laughs> that might be the name of the band in J. <laughs> Plenty of squirrel. Coon. Do you eat those? Nope. Or just make cats out of them? Just for a killing. <laughs> Joy killing. And a, and a possum. I hear possum actually tastes good. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it does. I just hear it I does. Mean, I've never had it. I couldn't separate from eating a giant rat. So, And I know they're not the same. Yeah, they're not. Rats are... Disgusting, filthy. I don't think but. like possums even carry rabies or anything. They don't. They're they're, just, like, they're very clean. Actually, they're the nature's cleanup crew. They are. Um, they also eat ticks and keep down deer ticks and all yeah, that. Yeah, all that stuff. So, um, and it's and it's hilarious how they pretend like they're dead. You ever seen one actually do the yes. thing? It's very funny. Right, it is. Evolution, okay? evolution did not did not bless that creature. No, <laughs> it's not a very good fighter. And it's like lonely because it's the only marsupial in the marsupial in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, the only one. Like, Does it have a pouch? Yes. Yeah, they got pouches. It's it's strange because all the marsupials are concentrated in either Australia <coughs> or Tasmania <coughs> or come to Tasmania. I don't think I don't Tasmania. think there's any in New Zealand. There might be a few in New Zealand, but um, old Zealand probably has some. Yeah. Then there's um, newer Zealand. It's going to be that kind of show Yeah Yeah it is Um, I like uh, The posters that the Fly the Concords had for New Zealand New Zealand better than Old Zealand And one of them had New Zealand bring your mum (laughs) (laughs) You ever watch Fly the Concords? Yeah I was going to say you'd like that show Fucking Murray Um is everybody excited about Thanksgiving? Does anybody give a shit about this? Ah, uh, we don't celebrate. So, uh, it's nice to have a day off for eat, dedicated to eating. Yeah, and stuffing yeah. your face. I got to work though, so so I get paid for it. I get paid for it. I mean, I get extra on oh, top of. You know, they give you like time and a half. Well, we get paid for, for, for Thursday and Friday. We get paid for Black Friday too. So that's weird. It is, but. 
that means I get like that's three three extra shifts. So, hmm. Um, that's quite a bit of money. Um, no Thanksgiving, man is um when we did have it, I liked it. There's nothing wrong with Thanksgiving. I mean, it's fun. You get to eat, hang out. You know, you're not one of those. We stole the land no, from the no, natives. No. I, that's not my business to say. That's theirs. Um, it's those tr- people are annoying. It, it's true. Well, yeah, but, but that's not my point. Do it's, you want to live in a country? Right. Then you're going to have to deal with that. No, no. Every I, land was stolen from somebody else. Many times over. Sure. But I mean, but their points are all valid. And sure. They're, and but they're, you're still a douche. <laughs> right. Well, I'm not talking about the natives not themselves. You. I'm not talking about the natives themselves. They can bitch all day, every day. Yeah, yeah. And should ahead. be able to. But go I'm talking ahead. about the people who are bitching on their behalf. Yeah. Don't do that. They're like, shut up. I used to be that person. Don't be that person. I like turkey, too. <laughs> I just wish you wouldn't throw garbage. At my feet while I'm walking down you know the road in Sicilian. my full Indian garb. You know that guy was Sicilian. I know. Iron Eyes Cody. It's very strange. Very strange. Um, strange how the genetic dice gets rolled and it makes people from disparate places look very similar. You know, been funny in that commercial if uh, somebody threw the trash down at him and he goes, "Oh, mud on <laughs> right here, right here in front of my mother." <laughs> <laughs> I like on fucking Sopranos where they're talking about this fucking Indians. <laughs> fucking Indians lazy. They just want to sit around and collect a fucking check. And then none of them have a fucking job. They're all just sitting there in front of the fucking <laughs> yeah. meat store. Yeah. And then they have they have no show or fucking just sit there jobs where they don't have to yeah. do shit. It's great. God, they're the, the most awful fucking group of people. I love it. The um, American dream. Um, I'm talking about that. The Sopranos, the guys on that show, they're just, oh, they're a bunch of fucking dopes. But, um, just a bunch of stinky guineas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Drinking their tiny cups of coffee. Fuck you. Get a bigger cup. Get a big fucking cup of Joe. Get a mug. What the fuck's, what the fuck's wrong, wrong with you? With you? Go down to Duncan. Hey, Duncan. <laughs> Nespresso is that what? Uh, what's that? One of those espresso? Yeah. Is it N- Nespresso? Is that a new like? That's a brand name. I don't know. Of, like those fancy coffee makers. They're like really George Clooney. They're really endorses. expensive. Oh yeah, they cost like eight hundred dollars a piece. I like George Clooney and everything, but he, he, there has to come a point where you just lose touch with things, you know. Yeah, they're like a coffee maker. Uh, it's just like a uh, what are the little ones that have the pods? Uh, Keurig. It's like a Keurig, except for it makes espresso, espresso. instead of. I have no. So it still has coffee. pods. So yeah, the pods. I have Where's no pods. No interest in that kind of coffee. I mean, I like a cup of black coffee in a fucking styrofoam cup. That's pretty much it. Sometimes we used to do this. It was cool. We would mix uh, Kratom with coffee and put sugar and stuff in it. Wow. Oh, it's fucking great. Yeah, because Kratom and coffee are kind of related. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of cuts the stank of the uh, Kratom. And also it ramps it up some. Yeah. So it tastes better, but so how do they, how do they interact in your body? Well, you feel... Well, when I still felt Kratom, which I don't. Um, you have to take a lot now, I bet. Uh, I, but I don't ta- ever take a lot. It's weird. So like, it should come back down. Your tolerance should come But I take down. the same amount every oh. day. So You should just take enough to where you don't get the shakes sure. and start trying to claw your eyes out. <laughs> and then after two or three days, mm-hmm. take a re- like a, your regular dose and you'll feel it. Oh, sure. Oh, daddy, you'll uh, feel it. It's the best feeling in the world. It's pretty great. That's happened before. Like, um, I took my first big dose earlier this week right. in months. Of Kratom? Like my first, like, holy shit, what am I doing? Laying dose? there rubbing your feet together. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, I turned on the uh, Ancient Apocalypse it's documentary on Netflix. Awesome, dude. You're it was like, tremendous. It's the best feeling in the fucking world. Um, the, no, the, I remember the first time I took kratom though. I was sitting. Right I was here. of two. I was of two minds. This is great, and this is potentially really awful. Yeah, because <laughs> it hits you, and you're like, I really feel really good. <laughs> Yeah, Aaron had I it. I feel really good. Aaron had it for a little while before I, I had it. So I he was like, he just uh, take how much I take. And I saw him take four big spoonfuls. I was like, I'll just take that much. Oh, and then shit. I'm like, Whoa. would you describe it as a warm, cozy feeling? Like worries? It go depends. Away? Like the first, well, okay, the first time I took it, I took a small amount because I'm always air on the side of caution. So I took it. I was at the house. I'll never forget it. I took it and I got a fucking muscle pump. I mean, it was weird. All my muscles, and I was just like, "Fuck, I feel great," you know, and just want to doing push ups, running around. Fuck, it's fucking awesome. You felt so good. And then I heard if you take more, you get. And so I started taking more, and I was just like, <sighs> "You get like an opiate feeling if you take a lot. Everything is bliss. There are no worries, you know." Um. I still feel it. Don't get me wrong. Like I'll wake up in the morning and, and take a shot of it and everything. But I would just like to be able to go on a huge tolerance break and just break it down almost. I think they said with Kratom, if you quit, quit taking it, it's not like opiates. Like if you if you take opiates, no matter if you stop and come back 20 years later, you're not going to get the high you first got. With Kratom, it's different. You yeah. will get that again. Yeah, so you do. Because you're, it doesn't latch onto the brain like a real opiate does. It's an opiate imposter. Like it fools you. It does. <laughs> It's like Gene Parma show. I <laughs> <laughs> ah, <he> got me. <laughs> I know the reference. Parmesan. I just can't. I'm going to look up Gene Parmesan. I know the reference. It's so fucking terrible. It's Martin Mole on fucking Arrested Development. Yeah, it is. Okay. And he's really awful. Like he's. So I got a call today from Gene. Gene Parmesan, our private eye. He said he found something big. We have a private eye, huh? Oh, I hired him a hundred years ago to find out if your father was cheating she on me. Away. He never did find anything. <laughs> well, he can't be very good then. <laughs> uh, what did he find? He said he wanted to tell hey, us in person. Daddy, don't get up. I just defined the supplies because I'm a private detective. She's always so She's always so befuddled by far from the best. Very impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Never watched that Ron show? Howard oh, yeah. is. I was gonna say you'd love it. Ron Howard yeah. is the greatest fucking uh, deadpan. Oh, he's his his narration is great. Like one of the times they said, it looks like something out of Andy Griffith. I stress to you, we are not making fun of Andy Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no Thanksgiving. We're back to the subject. Um, Peps on set. <laughs> Anywho, Peps on set. It's from Salt and Pepper. Uh, Let me get back to the subject. Peps. Never mind. Um, I get it. No. Thanksgiving is nice and it's, you know, but since my law died, we've kind of spread out to the winds. So we had to pick one. So you're going to pick Christmas. Yeah. Because mom always has a really nice Christmas. So, um, but next year, not this year, next year is going to be Christmas. My house is going to be Christmas house because we're doing all that work to it and it's going to be fucking awesome. So. You could have if, Hopefully it's like a mild Christmas And you guys can have the uh, grill out on the deck That would be nice But 
I would like to have a really good snowy one of them and have everybody stay because we have uh, two big bedrooms in the in the basement, and then we have a smaller basement in in the uh, in the top of the house. You've seen it. Then we got the library. We've got you know it's it's a really cool house, and I just think it'd be a nice house to have Christmas at. Mom's house is small. I mean, it's. Go ahead. Sorry, I was got. I know on the way driving here, I noticed that there's already a lot of people, uh, like in for Thanksgiving because there's like, there's people parked like right beside Route 60 where there's not supposed to be parking and like at the bar where there's no, <laughs> where there's just not really parking room, but they're just making it work. Yeah, you can. Already, I just drive by. There's a lot of houses like that. Well, I mean, there's also the day before Thanksgiving is one of the busiest bar days of the year. Yeah, was, not really. I mean, it's fucking lunacy because you have all these people who come back in and meet, reconnecting with old friends and family, go down and getting fucking loaded. It's awesome. I used to do it every year, the day before Thanksgiving, go to a, whichever bar. Sometimes I used to play music in Somersville at uh, Maloney's, like two or three years in a row, the day before Thanksgiving. So I farted. It stinks. Um, I'd see all kinds of people that I haven't seen in years and stuff. And now I don't do that anymore because I don't know. Bars suck. I don't really like to drink anymore. I don't either. I mean, 12 years. Well, that um, stinks here. Everybody have some. I, Jesus I, Christ. I think I've only, I've only gone to a bar if uh, my band's playing at one or I'm going to watch a friend mm-hmm. playing at one. I like the Grove. The Grove was nice. Yeah. It's pretty low key. I'd never seen a fight or anything there. You know, I don't go to a place where there's likely to be a fight because I just, why? I mean, yeah. go out and have a well, good time and shut the fuck up. Well, you know? I, I don't think I've ever gone to a bar if there's not, if there's not like music that I want to see being played. Mm-hmm. I never just say, oh, let's go to the bar and have a good time. <laughs> like, that's, doesn't seem like a good time unless there's like music involved. I can watch. honestly say of the years I drank and did it. Just to excess. I had three good nights out at the bar. And one of them was a day before Thanksgiving. Oh, me and you, wasn't it? I think we were all out there. I think that's mine. It's a fucking piece of shit. Let me go get a spam it for you. call. It's a spam call. Oh, I thought we were going into a segment or something. I- <laughs> <laughs> it was a musical introduction. It was a spam call. Yeah, they- so my name's Spam Risk. <laughs> You have internet connectivity problems. Um, what if your name was Spam Risk and then <laughs> no one ever answered your calls? I've been calling you. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever answers. Um, Except old ladies. No, and we, it was old friends. We got together and had a great time and there was no trouble. There was no drama. It was just old friends glad to see each other. And it was the best. A whole bunch of, hey, you old son of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. Sitting down at the table. Oh, they let anybody in here. All laughing and telling (laughs) stories. Hey, look at this fucking guy. You know, a lot of that stuff. Spam risk comes again. (sighs) Dude, I got one today that that rang me six fucking times in a row. Let me cut this off here. Be enough to make me say the N-word. Not today. (laughs) I've got it blocked and they're still able to call me? It's magic, dude. Motherfuckers. Anyway, <laughs> God, why did I even block it then? Um, but other than that, like, um, no, no, no go in the bar for me. But also, you want to go to the bar after this? We want to go down to the roost? No. Uh, come on. I got to work tomorrow. Come on. I got to get up at three and go work out. Um, 
Maybe. I don't know. Oh, uh, this could go into another direction, but you, you prefer working out early in the morning before like a work shift? Mm-hmm. I go, uh, well, Monday I went, I got up at one and about two 30, I got my stuff and went over to whatever worked out. Um, Tuesday was a little bit later. Um, it's probably like three o'clock and, uh, I you know and then I get home and I actually I eat and go back to bed for a little while. Then I get up and get ready for work. It's a whole thing. Um tomorrow's squats and I'm really squatting before work is a real gamble because if you have to do a bunch of shit, you're going to fucking hate yourself because your legs have no strength. Do you usually work out at home or at a gym? Gym. Um it I enjoy it a lot. I mean, it's you get that good feeling. Plus, it just starts the day off with a bang. And if you want to do something in the evening, you can go do that instead of doing that. You know, so. But squatting and deadlifting in the evening are you're proven to be stronger. And I've actually seen this in action because, for one thing, you've been up all day and your muscles have been working and filling with blood and, and oxygen. So you're already just warmed up. You don't really have to. And but man, getting up straight out of bed and then going to go squat, n- not a lot of fun. So uh, I always like to do that type of stuff first thing in the morning because then nothing else seems all that hard. Sure, at, at, for the rest of the day, it's good. It's the hardest thing you're going to do all day, so everything kind of just glides right by you. Right. I was. Is, I sort of felt like it wasn't always running, but like a runner's high throughout the rest of the day. Like if you have a pretty strenuous strenuous workout before, it's all work those endorphins. Your yeah. your body congratulates you on. On physical activity So work feels a little more Tolerable with that high Absolutely Um, But But again But soreness It's not soreness necessarily It's the fact that you have All that lactic acid in You get sore the next day Right I've gotten horrible DOS This delayed onset soreness Oh yeah I work I do a workout split now Where I do uh, Shoulders on Monday Because it's like prioritize You want The one you need to work on most is the one you do first. So I never thought my shoulders were that strong, as in the way they look. Like strength, they are un, they've been unreal strong, but mm. it's never translated into having nice looking shoulders. So I do those first. Then arms after that, because who doesn't want to have great big hulking arms? So uh, then after that, I take a day off, which was today, and then tomorrow will be squats. And um, squat days are. Brutal. I mean, they're not as brutal as when me and Dutch used to do them because that was just madness. That was that was let's pyramid up. We shouldn't have done and then pyramid back down. Then after that, we'll load up the bar again and just do tens until we can't do them anymore. Yeah, (laughs) I should have lost a quad or hurt my knee or something. Oh, it was awful. I mean, but and we did it multiple times a week. Remember, two or three days a week we would do. Yeah, and if we did it once, I think it would have been fine. I think it would have been beneficial, but we just. I mean, it was, and then the deadlift day is just let's load up what we can lift and pull it until we almost pass out. I mean, it was crazy. So, yeah. One time you put 405 on the deadlift bar, and I'd never mm-hmm. gone that high. I, I was usually doing 315 mm-hmm. in sets. You put 405 on there, and there's a bunch of girls there. And I'm oh, like, yeah. Let's go helps. try this out. Right. And I did, I did it five times. I was like, huh. Everybody's like, you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> and then I loaded up 425 and did it 10. And I, and I, almost, I almost passed out when I put it down. I went like, I went like this. 
are girls at the gym even really noticing do not or care. caring about they, like nope. the numbers? Not even slightly. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's and it doesn't matter if it's girl or not either. I mean, I've read this. I've read this psychology profile. When Pete, when somebody's watching you, your strength goes up because you're willing to take the risk. Yeah. So, um, I wasn't trying to one up you there either. I was just saying that that was what I did that day. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, I just mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to be that guy. So I'd only uh, been deadlifting for like two months at that point. Yeah, so that was pretty. It was pretty good. It was really good. Um, I want to start back. I should I should go back. I should go get strong again. Well, so you can throw a disc five hundred feet. Maybe I don't think that would help. I think it would. I think that you don't really use. I mean, really, the only muscles you actually use are your legs. It doesn't even matter if the if the muscles are used. Weightlifting helps in any other sport. Even ch- chess players who li- who work out with weights are better chess players. It's proven. Whoa. Yeah, it's proven. How? What's the reasoning behind that? The endorphin, the endorphins that are released into your brain balance your brain chemistry. So it's like people who have depression, like myself, and even probably. I don't. I don't think I'm bipolar because I. No, I, I just I think, think I was un, unmedicated for a long yeah. time. So now that I'm medicated, I'm actually very even keel. But I am prone to depression. So for years, the only thing, like if I was injured, not only myself, but all everybody around me was like, "Oh God, he's injured. We're gonna have to deal with it now." You know, because he's gonna be depressed. He's gonna be hard to deal with. Because um, you won't be. You won't be able to work out like you were. Right. You think that um, they've been over medicating people with uh, with the depression pills? I think instead of telling them to work out, yes, I think they've been over medicating everybody. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. What? Well, let me tell you something, Big Pharma. (laughs) What we are as a society is the tiger or lion, if you prefer. I always prefer tiger in the old style cage, pacing back and forth, snapping at the bars. That animal needs to be out. It needs to be flexing its muscles. It needs to be doing things it needs to do for its sanity. That's what we're stuck in as modern society, especially men. Because men, we need to get that fucking energy dump. Especially like people that have office jobs. Oh, they're the more, worst. More so. I mean, their, their rates of suicide are through the fucking roof. And what I mean, the best example is Japan. Holy fucking balls. They're killing each other like fucking hotcakes over there. And themselves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's killing each other like hotcakes. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing it down. I'm going to give me some it, options. It's not, it's not a bad. It's not a bad one. Uh, that's a good one, too. It's not a bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad. It's not a bad. <laughs> no, I, I think that, yes, that we're... Um, Mankind is defined not by its, not by its, well, let's put it this way. If you want to reveal a character of a, of a human being, do not give them adversity. Adversity is easy because every human being is programmed to handle adversity. If you want to find out what kind of person a person is, give them opulence. Give them unlimited power, unlimited money, and all that stuff. You'll find out what kind of person they are. And, you know, how that correlates to, to the conversation is... The mental illness, fuck, I can't, I don't know where I was going with that. Mm, 
mental illness will show itself when it has the opportunity. Because if you have right. all the money, that's what I meant. Right, right. Okay, that's what I meant. If you don't need to work or do anything, and you can just be yourself all the time right. and not have to worry about anything, because when you go to work, you turn yourself down. If you're a crazy person. Sure. But now you don't have to. Well, and it's like the person, like a person like myself, if I won a massive lottery, it would be the best thing that ever happened to me. Of course it was. Like, of course it was. But no, it would be because I have no bad habits, really. I mean, I, I, don't, food. I don't drink. That's a true. That's, that's a true. That's a true. <laughs> <laughs> Junk food. Um, that's that's that. essentially You scaled it. that down. Yeah. Oh, way down. Um, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I don't, you know, and I also love self-improvement. So you give me all that money, I'm going to be like Joe Rogan, buying all the fucking shit that's not going to destroy my body. It's going to build me back up. We're building a gym. Yeah, we're doing all that stuff. And it would be awesome. And it would be awesome for all concerned. Like, you get a gym pass. You get a gym pass. You get a recording studio. Disc golf you course. Get, disc yeah. golf course. Yeah. We're going to go buy Hawk's Nest and make a disc golf course yep. like we always talked about. That we would, would be the it. first thing we fucking did. I've never seen the entire property there, but I think we could put three pretty good disc golf courses up there. Oh, and they could be amazing. And I would build, yeah. I would build like a hostel to people could have a trip there and like dude I'm, I'm telling you i wish the universe would smile on me so i can help everybody else i gotta out. start playing the lottery I, I dude it would be the best but anyway I, I think you can buy lottery tickets with your debit cards now can't you because i never have cash i these don't things. think you can i think they changed that did they look that up. i hope that would that would nobody, they realize, that really that would really change well, they the game realized for me. sales were going down because right. nobody ca- carries cash right that would really change the game for me I might mm. actually play I've played a couple of times when I got up to a billion dollars but of course I didn't win um but for most people it's the opposite you know with the mental illness thing if you give them unlimited money and unlimited freedom they're just gonna fucking destroy themselves we're there you can um I know ten people off the top of my head who you give them a Million dollar lottery, they're dead in six months. Uh, well, and there's so, been stories like Jack Whitaker, and, uh, and he's won a few times. Yeah, uh, like it's often the people that don't need it that win it. It destroyed That's his family. Sucks. Yeah, his niece. But he was already like a multi millionaire, maybe yeah. billionaire. No, he wasn't that high, but he but he had he was doing fine. Oh, he was uh, multi millionaire, multi millionaire many times over, maybe even a hundred million dollars, something like that. But I don't know. For me. This is kind of getting away from the point of the conversation, but this kind of goes with it too. The the freedom is what it is. The absolute yep. freedom. Well, you have all the time for lifting weights, cardio, yoga. You'd you'd probably start doing all this. Stuff. I would. Um, writing. Yes. Um, learning writing to play would, an instrument. Writing would suffer you, you, for a while. You've, but it, it kind of expressed interest in learning to play the bass. Absolutely. You'd have all the time in the world to absolutely. do that. It, it kind of like boils down to like what motivates you. Because when you, when you're not, uh, your motivation is not like earning more mo- more money just to survive or right. even have a better living. Then it's you know what's your motivation? Is it just to like create something to leave something as your legacy? Or mine would be to improve myself and improve everybody I love and improve my community. Like like I said, it's no bullshit. We win that $400 million billion dollar lottery. We're going and I'm taking a, and I'm going to make it a fucking Hollywood moment. I'm going to have a briefcase full of money and walk into whoever owns it and said, you can have this. If you get your shit and get the fuck out of here, this belongs to me now. And they'll take it. Where are you talking about? The Hawks nest oh, golf yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. Be like, get all your fire department shit the fuck out of here. And I'm, and we're going to now build this up and I'm bringing contractors in. Like, I want this here. I want this here. And, if you're fucking me, I won't really know. 
So, you know, it's like, well, we hire people we know. Sure. We know contractors. Frank. I hired Frank to do it. Um, and all that stuff. And then go and buy all the uh, businesses in Golly Bridge, like all the on Main Street. Like, all right, now this is this. This is this. This is this. Tudor's is coming back. Right. You're employed. You're employed. You're employed. You know, and this is your place. I don't need it. I don't need. Give me one percentage of of one percent of the of the business that you make if you make any money if you don't make any money fuck it i don't care i'll keep pumping money into it because i don't care i have a billion dollars i can't spend it in a hundred lifetimes i can't spend it so you know of course annie is you know you can now go anywhere you want if you want to go study music in london you can go there if you want to go do this you want to go to and also though it would be I, i am naive and i would be easily taken advantage of that is a thing me too so um all people who were my quote unquote friends would show up and be like, well, Chuck's a soft touch. We'll get him to do this, you know, but I'd have, that's why you have me, the consigliere. (laughs) (laughs) There's a a very, very advanced screening process. I do an (laughs) ocular pat down. (laughs) I cleared him. (laughs) I cleared him. (laughs) Anal cavity search. Yeah. Well, that's just for fun. Backup (laughs) anal cavity search. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. Penal cavity search. I'm saying though that, how it ties back into the mental illness thing. There are people out there that they're just consumed with more. That's all they want. It isn't the freedom. It's not anything. It is how much shit can I get? And that's how I justify my existence. It's like points, life points. And it is a zero sum game. Like uh, one of the best explanations of this, it's wasn't a very good movie. Otherwise is wall street money never sleeps where Josh Brolin plays this, crazy rich billionaire guy and then uh michael douglas michael douglas is in it but hit the guy who plays uh oh shia shia labeouf i've still never seen that movie great fucking actor but they, they they get into an argument and he's just like jesus man how much do you fucking need and the guy's just like you're not getting it he's like he's like more that's how i need he's like <laughs> he's like it's a zero-sum game win some lose some and i don't like to lose and then, you know, it's all about the deal. Yeah. I know that if I get in and I get my billion dollars, I'm fucking out. You know, I'm not sticking around. Why would I want to stick around in a high pressure shit when I can go do whatever the fuck I want yeah, for the rest I, of my life? I've never know? played the game before. I'll be fucked if I'm playing the game now <laughs> exactly, if I looked, in, exactly. looked into something like that. And that's the sickness of, and it goes back to the mental illness thing again. That's the sickness of the human race. Is that what, what that's what we're stuck in? Um, One business thing I would do is open a comedy club in Charleston and bring actual comedians. Absolutely. To West Virginia, not just at the Clay Center, but like actual up and coming guys that are selling out clubs or they can't do arenas like Bill Burr does because Bill Burr has played the Clay Center. But I was. Yeah. I didn't know that. I want a 300 seat shitty comedy club with nine foot high ceilings. Like get a special thing where you can smoke in there somehow. Sure, fuck yes. A bunch of the small tables for two seats. Yeah, two or three seaters. That's what I want. Just a shitty smoky comedy club and have up our the local comedians Monday through Thursday. That's yours. And you, you guys come in. You guys come in and you do sets, tag in and out every fifteen minutes, and you can do four or five sets a night until we have enough comedians. And then when we have enough comedians, we open another room. You do two rooms going at once and all this shit. And right. then on um, Friday and Saturday, it's national headliner comedians coming in, and maybe you get to open for them. Maybe fucking Donnell Rawlings is coming through, and Andy gets to open for him. That'd be awesome. And he needs Andy to run it. Andy would be, Andy would have 
be the guy to do that. Um, I'll get each one of my friends like, okay, what do you want to do? And how can we make that happen? Well, I don't want to work anymore. Okay. Well, what do you want to do with not working? Yeah, you can't just sit around. Exactly. There has to be something that you're doing. I mean, do you want to, if you, okay, say you want to be the yoga guy and you just want to go do you yoga everywhere. It's like, well, give me an itinerary and we're going to put you on the road and we'll do what you want to fucking do. You know, one thing I'd like to do is uh, get an RV and just drive the country and play all the cool disc golf courses. That'd be fucking awesome. Mm. That'd be so much fun. That, I See, mean, that, what I do is I reach in my pocket. There you go. That's yeah. not, well, like for me, like it went in the lottery and money's not a concern anymore. Like one of the biggest things that I would like to do is just travel, see more of the world, meet more, you know, meet more people in various areas. Absolutely. L- more adventures, like learn more about what's outside. This We state. are in this period of time people don't understand this and yes before the jordan peterson people start talking shit yes we are living in the most prosperous all that i get it but does that really equal good i don't think it does it doesn't equal happy exactly i don't think it fucking does i think that our lack of freedom when we're virtual serfs just trying to fucking maintain a lifestyle makes us more miserable. That's why the prospect of getting that money is such a fucking intoxicating prospect because you can say, fuck you, I don't have to do this anymore, and here's what I'm doing. And I'm going to go, you know, I'd have to get over my fear of flying. I'm not taking, I'm bo- still never I'm not taking boats anywhere. But, you know, that first Ooh, We flight- could be pirates. <laughs> okay, Cartman. <laughs> <laughs> Pilot pirates. <laughs> what does dead men ever die? And then we just fucking... <laughs> Raid Myrtle Beach. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't mind flying, but road trips are always fun. Road yeah. trips are great. Like that—that's what we do. Get one of those absurd fucking RVs where you know you don't want. For I anything. mean, when you got that ridiculous amount of money, you get a tour bus. Have you seen these fucking RVs? Yeah, there is a tour too. bus, but like you can get a big tour bus, take fifteen friends on the road right. with you, hire a driver. I mean, but the only thing about it is too is weeding up the friends. We all have those friends that would be all along for the ride, but they really weren't your friend to begin with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're more acquaintances. You know, that would be the real the real thing because you, you're going to have people popping up everywhere. Hey, we were always friends. Like, no, we were more acquaintances. Mm-hmm. I like you, but I don't like enough like you enough to fund your dream. I'm sorry. You know, it's just not, you know. That's There's only me. like the people in this room and Aaron and Elena and my nieces that I... <laughs> you, Aaron, Elena, Tracy, Makey, um, my cousins, um, my significant other, you know, things like that, it, you know, people like that, they're going to get what they get, you know, and be like, hey, you can get, you can do whatever you want. Now tell me what you want to do, and here's what we're going to do, you know. Um, I was told by my significant other that that's the reason I can't have money. <laughs> if I win, she has to take control. They should have never gave y'all beep money. <laughs> and she's not she's not incorrect. So I, I think it it would be uh in a way it, it kind of sucks. Your your love life would kind of suck in a way after you're like famous or rich because if it wasn't something you knew before then you're always wondering why what's their motivation for like being with you now. Sure. I mean it, but that's something I'd be willing to hazard. <laughs> I mean, I really love the person I'm with, so we'll see if that see if that would last. I yeah. think it would. But well, I mean, know. I mean, like if you if you like after after you won, and then the people you met, you wouldn't know, like, right? Yeah, just, like for me, I haven't had a girlfriend in eleven years almost now, 
So like, what's going to become of every every person that I meet is going to be after that cash. Well, that's the thing though. And some that, people don't care if even if it is for superficial reasons. That's true. But the <laughs> thing about it is too. That's why. Bang that's why you keep it relatively quiet. Like. Okay, you don't that, have to go public. Exactly. You, you tell the people you want to tell. Like, you bring them in a room. That would be the most awesome, awesome conversation ever. Okay, here's what happened. You know that billion-dollar lottery? I want it. So here's what we're doing. I've always loved you. You're my friend. What do you want to do? And I'm telling you, and I'm not telling anybody else. Do not tell your family. Do not tell anybody. Unless somebody's sick or something, then we're going to give them money, all the money they need to get well, right? So there's that. And then they lay it out to me and be like, do you just want to travel? Then here's enough money to travel for the rest of your life. It will only take a couple million dollars, you know, so do that. You know, there are people that just travel. Yes. They get odd jobs all around the world and like rent a hostel or, or stay in a hostel and just work odd jobs while they're in Paris or whatever. I almost did that. Like I worked at Cedar Point for a summer and then I had a job in Vail, Colorado. I had the job. All I had to do was sit on a bus for three days and ride from Montgomery to Vail, Colorado. And I would have worked that winter. And it was, you know, it's done. Kind of what Nikki's doing. Yeah, he does a lot of that. He, he does a lot of like, uh, well, like this summer. The whole summer he was. He worked, he worked in Maine at a, like a seafood restaurant in mm-hmm. Maine. Making, That's awesome. Making, making great money. And it's only a seasonal job. But, you know, in the winter he might. Find he might. I mean, sometimes he might have enough. He takes it easy for a couple months, or he might find another, you know, seasonal job for the winter. Sure. He's worked in uh, Washington State at resorts and stuff. And see, it's the freedom. <laughs> we all have the freedom to do what we did, what we want to do. That's that's the, the kind of the the worst part about it is that. But there's too much, too many people depending on me, and there's too much. You know what I mean? I can't just tune out and say I'm going to do this. I think that's an irresponsibility. If you think, well, I'm going to live this life, I'm going to do this, it's too late. If you have children, if you have loved ones, if you do all this stuff, you cannot abandon them because you want to go chase your dream. That's why I hate this whole Instagram thing where people are like, you know, the worst thing you can do for your kids is not chase your dream. I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind. I work in a steel mill to to facilitate everything my daughter wants to do. Fuck you. That's more important than chasing a fucking dream. It also depends on what your dream is. Well, but to them, it's Instagram bullshit dream. Yeah. Let's go get in shape and go, you know, take some steroids and be, this is what we do. Go fuck yourself. You know, it's just. If your dream is the, like, you're you're, uh, writing stories. Right. You can do that. It's like me with the music. I can do it, Mm -hmm. and I am doing it slowly, but surely it's happening. Right. Nobody might ever care about it, but that's not why I do it. Right. I just do it because if I don't, I'll fucking buy a gun and pull put a bullet in my head yeah i know that feeling so i mean if your dream is to be fucking mr olympia and you have to go train with arnold schwarzenegger for six months while your baby was just born then maybe your dream can get fucked or exactly you know and and that's i think that 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 our culture is now creating see there's so many this is the can of worms that was open with this whole conversation there's so much mental illness across the board for our culture and it's mental illness of numerous variety you have the people who are uh they're so fucking narcissistic it is disgusting lunacy fucking lunacy and it's I don't give a fuck what you're doing. I don't want to hear about how people are jealous of you because you do this. You're making that up. Nobody really gives a fuck that much. They might in passing, but they really don't care. Are you referring to a lot of like the 
influencers on yes. social media. Yeah. Especially, you know, the ones I see with the things I, of course, I'm going to unconsciously get the algorithm going, the gym people. You know, these this whole group of people who are, when it comes right down to it, at least mildly annoying, you know. They're always saying things like, I'm going to do this. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. If you're doing what you want to do, great. I'm happy for you. But stop creating these straw men of... of I think people have to have to invent motivation. There's nothing wrong with that necessarily. But when you broadcast it. But when Mm. you lose sight of the actual reality, the fact that you should be doing it for yourself, you know, there is nothing wrong. I ascribe to that like it's not people who do want to keep me down no it's that i have more have to prove myself to people yeah you know it'd be better I mean? than you were the, the the day before exactly um and then there's the the sex thing and the and and also i've noticed a sh- a sharp cynicizing of the culture you know people like andrew tate people like this who are getting to the top just by being jagoffs you know by saying things that you know, well, it's okay. You as a man should be fucking lots of women. And then you, you know, it's just like, dude, I know that in a cynical bent that some of that stuff is true, but that doesn't make you any less of a fuck, fuck ass for saying it. And then building a whole fucking empire around it. Jake Paul, here's another one, you know, who just hate clicks. That's his whole fucking existence. Hate clicks. You know, it's so the cyn- the cynicism of it is so insane. You know, I respect somebody who t- who unplugs. I respect somebody who does. This is I, this is what I do, and I don't need to bo- broadcast it. And I just want to make the people around me happy, and want to make me happy. Great, good for you. Best life you can possibly lead. You know. And then there's the whole. On the other side of that equation, there's the whole. Um, well, it's not okay to be masculine. It's you know, you know what I mean. It's it's extremes of every every polarity, and it's out there, and it's really fucking, it's really irritating and scary, frankly. You yeah, know, like the like the ending masculinity people are really going right. They're going to want some masculinity when it's time to chop firewood because the grid goes down. Well, that's the you thing. I mean? That's the conversations. Then there's the 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 toxic feminists who um, don't get me wrong, man. My mom raised me. Uh, the person I'm with is strong female. You know, my daughter, I want her to be all those things. But they have these like talk shows and these women come on and said, you know, and that's where I actually somewhat agree with a person like Jordan Peters or something like that who actually breaks it down to him. It's like, okay, you can do any job a man can, right? Okay, you want to work in an oil rig? And then they explain what the job is. Like, I don't want to do that. That's right. You don't. And they do that job so you can live the life that you can live. Yeah. It is a brutal fucking existence. And they're willing to do it because they get paid a, a lot of money, A, and B, because they just like it. I like working in a steel mill. It's dangerous, but I do enjoy it. You know, And don't get me wrong. There, there are women who work it, and they do a good job. But s- still, the brute force has to come usually mm-hmm. from us. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. You know, um, And that's okay. Women have a different energy. I think they're smarter than us. I really do think they're smarter than us. I think that they, um, they're prettier than us. No, that's the absolute. I want to fuck them way more than I want to fuck another. <laughs> but that's an absolute truth. I do believe that there is, there has to be a balance to things, and the balance is way off. And you have people pressing their finger on the scale on each side of everything. You know what I mean? They want to. And I know I talk about this a lot, but the feminization of all the superheroes now. Yeah, I mean, like, um. Like with the new Black Panther, I haven't seen it. I just know what happens. 
They should, have you read a synopsis? They should have recast that character. What, like, cast another guy? I love Chadwick Boseman. I love him. He did a great job. He's done a great job in everything he did, but he does not own that character. And now you're going to have little kids going to watch that movie, and the guy that they dressed up as for three years is dead. Right. And now it's a girl. I know they did it in the comics, but... I don't. They should have just recast. I need some context. Like I'm not disagreeing with you because we agree on most things. And if you're going to kill him, they they he's alive at the beginning, Mm -hmm. or I think they break it like uh, as soon as the movie starts. Mm The King T'Challa is dead. Yeah, and he died of a mysterious illness, a mysterious virus. I think that would have been. I think that's elegant. I think he should have gone out in a battle. No, should have gone out as a hero. Uh, okay. There's different sides to that. Like, I can see them doing that as an homage to Chadwick Boseman himself. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that not everybody gets to die heroically. I guess. That's that it's kind of more that, realistically, like they have a right, hero it die. It can actually from, be a very powerful plot point. But do you want your superhero movies to be realistic or do you want them to be heroes? Both. Well, some, sometimes Both. when they're realistic, it, that kind of throws you for a loop. Like, hmm. It's like when we were talking, uh, when I was reading Dragonlance. Remember Flint? <laughs> Took off running. He had a heart attack. Oh yeah, yeah, and that was a powerful moment, you know. And it was done extremely well. I mean, I'm sitting here crying reading the book and giving the the breakdown to it. It was an extremely powerful moment they put in there, and they did that for that reason. They sh- they said not everybody dies heroic death. That doesn't make them less heroic. You know, it's just not the way things work. I haven't out thought sometimes. about that that way, but. I still think they should have figured something else besides a mysterious illness that he's the only one that died of somehow, and he has all these superpowers because he ate that flower or something. I don't really know. Right. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just seeing another side of it that, that maybe what they I'm From what I understand, the movie's pretty good. I've um, not heard that. Really? I've, I've only heard I've heard. Bad. <laughs> I've heard quite a few reviews that it is pretty good. Um, I've I heard that the performances are good, but right. the story is I definitely want to see it. Like, for one thing, they... Uh, have lots of comic book characters in there that I liked. Like I'm a, I was a Namor fan. I'm also sorry, but Namor's not in it. It's Namor. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> I like the fact that they differentiated it from it from Atlantis. The, you know they had to. Why for rights, like licensing or something? DC like that. does not own Atlantis. No, they had to change his name from Namor to Namor. There had to be some sort of a change for some reason. I'm not exactly sure what that is. Well, but also they have this other character named Matuma, who's like this. He I, he was always the coolest looking villain. He's got blue skin. He's this big fucking undersea dude who wears a shark headdress. He's awesome. I loved him. You know, he's in it. So I'd like to see that. Um, It'll be on Disney Plus in maybe two or three weeks. Sure. And I'm anxious to see it. Um, Black Adam is apparently not bad. You know, uh, apparently it's like. Trash, but it's fun trash. Sort of like I'm okay blood with that. sport. That's exactly what I want I'm okay most of the time. Um, Out of a superhero movie, then, you bring, just then you bring Superman in at the end. I'm all. Have for you it. seen those reactions? I'll pull it up. I have not yet. Jamo's getting just forced out of the paint. No, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting squeezed out of the paint. I want to ball hard in the paint. <laughs> No, we we can go on a whole uh, comic book discussion because there's so much to discuss right now. Good yeah. stuff. In theater reaction. My name is Amanda Waller. Congratulations, you have my attention. This is going to be your only warning. You don't want to stay in my prison. That's fine. Kandak is your prison now. I can't see. You step one foot yeah, outside of it, you will not. The screen is black, right? Okay, I got you. 
There's no one on this planet that can stop me. I can call in a favor and send people who aren't from this planet. Send them all. As you wish. No, yes, yes, yes. Caesar has to be. Has to be. It is one. Yes. It's been a while since anyone's made the world this nervous. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, they're not even showing them. They had it on the wrong thing. Okay, I picked a bad one. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> There's probably hundreds. Well, this is a podcast anyway. So <laughs> it is. A, it's not a visual medium. <laughs> All right, here's a much shorter one. Is it Superman? Am I? Yeah, okay. but it's the people reacting to it. That's the people are excited for Superman. It's been a while since anyone's made the world this nervous. God damn it! He's got the curl, dude. That chin, the, yeah. the colors. See, it's in color again instead of being so muted. I think I've figured out the whole thing too. Apparently, James Gunn. And um, The Rock have been butting heads, and I think I know what they're butting heads about. Because The Rock, has, in all of his uh, movies, he has to win the fights. You're not winning. You're that. not beating Superman. And if and if you try to do that, people will walk out of the out of the theater in disgust and not watch your movies anymore. I don't give a fuck about any modern shit or anything like that. Superman doesn't lose. That's just the way it fucking works. He's the most powerful. He takes on everybody and still win. That's one of the only good thing I've said it before about the fucking Justice League movie is he beats the shit out of the rest of the Justice League and he's not even at full power yet. So he's still in his underwear. I mean, he's just he's so unreal powerful and that's the way it has to be. But but it's more than that. I think that he'd be okay with jobbing for Superman. I really think he would. He got to be. But I do think that the fact that Black Adam does not figure prominently in Kingdom Come. He just does not. So they got to take care of him before Shazam. They get to come. Yeah, Shazam is the other main ma- major character in Kingdom Come. I think we got that movie coming up in a couple months. The new Shazam, and it looks good. And I love the for first people who don't movie. know, Kingdom Come is this giant story that's set in the future and Superman. It's fucking awesome. Like it's going to be the DC. Infinity War and Endgame. That's what it's going to be. Oh, really? And it's yeah. and at the end, you get the most amazing fucking comic book fight in history. Shazam versus Superman. No holds barred, beating the shit out of each other. We would end like that era of the DC universe, cinematic universe, or whatever it's called. Like it did for Marvel, that sort of bookended the Marvel Except for they, phase, won't, they whatever. won't go crazy with it. I think they'll, whenever they get to that, I think they'll end it. And right. reboot after five years. Sure. Even if they don't reboot it, you know. I think that DC, I, 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 and that's why I said on that thing, well, I feel validated. Because I said from the beginning, DC needs a blueprint and an end game like Marvel did. And what it should be is Kingdom Come. And I said that a long time ago. I said it's the most obvious, amazing, fucking just... Insane story. You have all these superhumans fighting, tearing the fucking world apart. You know, it's going to just go out of control. And then Superman has to come finish. And then Captain Marvel Shazam has to go sacrifice himself. And it's, it just ends in an amazing way. And 
all the ways that the scene can get the scenery can get chewed up by good actors. I think Affleck would play Batman in that, but he would have to be okay with being old and broken and all those things. Yeah. That's Batman He's in that got, story. He, I think that might be why he decided to come back. Could be. And they should also keep doing their side like Batman movies and work and that Joker into Kingdom movies. Come. Yeah, figure out if you want to do that, that's right. great. But they See, should keep doing the side projects because that new Batman movie is great. Yeah, it is, but they're not keeping they're not keeping him. They're going to do a trilogy with him. Are they? Yeah. With Pattinson? Yeah. I heard that with James Gunn there, the the blueprint is now here's where we're going, we're going towards Kingdom Come and then everything else is gonna fall off. I think they're still doing the side other universe what, movies. Was that like unrelated yeah, it's the, completely like the Joker movies, completely unrelated to. The, it's not canon, or no, it's okay. not canon. I'm okay. Marvel, dude, it's it's almost like what they did from between 2008 and 2018, I guess, was insane. Was without peer, like they didn't release a bad movie. They released some that I don't like as much as others, but Age their main Ultron, movies were all very good. Right, Age of Ultron wasn't great. Um, Thor two wasn't great. Wasn't bad wasn't awful no, no. Uh, but man the good ones just were just we can really turn anything into comic book movie conversations we, well, we were talking about masculinity and well but just, but it <laughs> but it fits it does um you know dc i i, I always said that as i said if dc would get their shit together and have a blueprint and know where they're going they can win because they have the best gods they have the most powerful superheroes the most interesting superheroes really they they are gods the even though they have a literal god in Marvel, they're all flawed and they're not, you know, they're just not the same. I think Superman's only the, the Marvel He's too nice. Marvel characters are flawed. Yeah. Well, that was that that was their selling point from the beginning. Stan Lee didn't want to tell stories of gods, he wanted to tell stories of men. And that's where it went. Like what about women? <laughs> you know, that was a major thing. Was uh, Batman an exception? In the DC, he is an Sorry. exception, but Batman is like the pinnacle of human achievement. He's the smartest of all of. Them. He doesn't make mistakes. I mean, I love the fact that there are so many numerous storylines where Batman takes out the rest of the Justice League because he has to, and then even in their main storyline, Batman is the de facto leader of the Justice League. Superman is the heart. He's the one who leads him into battle and all that stuff, but the tactician all that stuff is Batman. And yeah. why? Because he can take them all out, and they all fucking know Superman it. Superman gives the pregame speeches, but Batman draws up the Exactly. Plan. He does, He's the, he's the defensive coordinator yes. and things like that. So. He's Buddy Ryan. Right. <laughs> but also, <laughs> here's the cool thing about that is, though, is that Superman knows that and he has enough humility that he gives Batman the means to take him down. Have you ever seen this? Mm, I've heard about it. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? In Hush, the storyline of Hush. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've seen that. Batman puts on a fucking Kevlar glove with a kryptonite ring and punches Superman in the face with it. And it was kryptonite that Superman gave him. He said, look, man, somebody might be taking control of me. I'm too powerful to be a loose cannon. You need to do this if I go out of control. And it's awesome. I mean, the, I love that character Superman so much because he is a big blue boy scout, but he's also the best character. He's the most compelling in so many ways. He's alone. He's this, you know, cosmic Moses, you know, yeah. I mean, sent, sent by himself to a place where he's not from. And then he has to lead by example. And he, and he also is raised with Midwestern American values of and him thrift, being, you know, all these things, him being Jewish. It's weird. 
He's created by two Jewish people. Yeah. I mean, wait, Superman? Yeah. <laughs> he's the cosmic Moses. So Se- oh, okay. Siegel and Schuster made him. And they're yeah. two Jewish guys. And they actually made him black hair and stuff like that. You know, characters even back then were blonde because blonde was the ideal. You know, Aryan um, race. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Call it what you will. Um, but yeah, they had to make him different from all the other heroes right. because he come from a different planet. And exactly. All that stuff. And then great he, idea. And then he's like, he, and he's so kind and all that stuff that he holds back. Like, I love that part of doomsday where Lois tells him like Clark, he's really going to go crazy. You can't hold back this time. You have to give him all you got, you know, doomsday. Uh, when Superman fights doomsday. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. Not the Batman versus Superman questionably, not that great. The cartoon, which was fucking amazing. Like, Doomsday and Superman are fucking throwing down. And this is after Doomsday has destroyed every superhuman in his fucking path. Like, beats the dog shit out of Wonder Woman. Crushes her. She know? deserved it. She had it coming. <laughs> I mean, she's an awesome character. But I, I like the fact that in, you know, in the real comic book, I mean, even Wonder Woman knows she's not really a match for Superman. She's like, I can throw a good th- few good punches at him, but I can't take him down. Nobody can. So, you know, there's a couple. There's uh, Shazam can punch with him. Martian Manhunter can. Um, Shazam has magic, too, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's, and Superman's vulnerable to magic. And these, uh, the new movies, there's the whole Shazamily. Like, yeah, all of his... Right. I thought that was cool how they did that. I the watched end. clips of that movie the other day. It's so good. It's, it's such so a good much movie. Fun. Yeah, it is. Like, have you seen it? What, the, Shazam? No. It's fun, is there man. A, it's, is there a sequel out? No, it's, not yet. March. Coming it coming out in March. But uh, the they even work in humor where it works. Like, I know Marvel did that, and mm-hmm. then it started getting, like... It didn't get stale for a long time. Until, like, after... Th- Endgame, right? But like the when they're all they're floating above the world and the the villains giving this speech and <laughs> Shazam's like, what? <laughs> I can't hear you because <laughs> they're like twenty miles away from each other. Actually, say like, I can't. You got to speak up. Zachary Levi's awesome. He was great. He played it. He did so well. Um, and also, he's a he was a Jewish fella. Nice <laughs> Jewish superhero. Finally. Um, I can't wait if they're going to do Kingdom Come. I'm tired of seeing all these goyims in my superhero movies. He's my goy. He's my goy. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see. I, I would hope that they would keep Cavill and Zachary Levi for the, for the Kingdom Come movie. Because they have a scene where they're both good actors where it could be the end of fucking Kingdom Come is would be the best acted. It would, it would be necessary to be acted as good as anything ever made. I get a feeling they're keeping. That. Well, because... Superman and, and and Captain Marvel, who Shazam, are throwing down. And uh, he keeps on going Shazam, and he'll dodge out of the way, and the lightning keeps hitting, hitting Superman. Superman just grabs him in between him, saying Shazam to turn back into Captain Marvel. And he got his face. When he's he, like a kid? Yeah. Well, no, he's a grown man now. Okay, yeah. And he's got his face, and he says, you know, stop. And he, and he tells him, he's just like, this bomb is going to kill all of us. And he's like, I can't make this decision. I'm not a god. I'm not a man. You have to make it because you're both. And then he's getting ready to fly off and stop it. And he flies up. And then Billy Batson looks up and goes, Shazam. And he flies up after him. And he grabs him and throws him down. And then he fucking grabs the bomb and says Shazam three times and blows it up. Hmm. And it blows up above all the superheroes. Kills most of them. Ends the fight right there. And every, and people can, some of them survive and all that stuff. But then at the end, it, it it's beautiful. It's a beautiful scene, man. You need to read that. It's a great comic it. book. Um, 
I need to get a copy of it. I used to have a copy. I don't know. I read it's. now, so I would read it. It's a great read. Do they have like it in book form or? Uh, they do have a novelization. It's not. I'd rather cool. see the. It's not quite as good. I'd rather see the stuff. Well, Alex Ross art is. Oh yeah. I mean. Oh yeah. I can show you uh, some of the artwork on that. While you're doing it, I have a weird question. Go ahead. Uh, have you read many novelizations of comic books? I've comic read. A, book I've format? read a couple. Um, are they are they not good. as are they ever are they always not as good as like the comic book format? Uh, it depends. Like you have to have a good writer. I've read this guy uh, who did, Jay Gregory Keys who did this thing uh, Krypton. It was a book about Krypton. It was good. Um, I, it's just it's such a that is one of the coolest. I lo- I have that Superman shirt. That's my favorite Superman S is the Kingdom Come S. Um, Superman's even going a little bit gray there. Well, that's the thing, and he's got it. There's a point at it where he's uh, he's got his hair pinned back. He's got a beard. It's a little bit gray, and he picks up a tractor with one hand mm-hmm. to get underneath it. And it's just it, Alex Ross is. I mean, that is to me the greatest comic book stories written are DC stories. You have the Dark Knight Returns, which is it's great, arguably the greatest comic book story ever written, or Kingdom Come, which I think is just as good. So, but in their own way, Dark Knight Returns is uh, Batman's old. You know, he's, he's been six, out of the game. He's for pushing a while. sixty if he's not sixty, and he's and he comes back and like he's. I like the fact that he's like I used to be able to climb this rope with, you know, without my legs, and he's like he's getting tired, and he's he's still got the punch. He can still knock the shit. He might he might actually have a little bit more power behind. Yeah, he's him. got old man strength, right? Though. But he's but he's lost a step. So I guess my question is, I think before when I was on here. Um, uh, like we were having a conversation about uh, reading a book of of a of a work versus like the movie and we everything. were talking to you right? and, and you enjoy and like you said reading is it's so much better because like you're you're creating the whole world in your mind True. sort of like that right so with so with that versus like a comic book where the visuals are there how, is that. It depends on the artist, and it depends on like I. Th- I personally think that the Alex Ross artwork is so good that it trumps anything. Anything that's going to be in your head. <laughs> I mean, did you see some of the panels that he? Sh- yeah, I mean, yeah. they're they're fucking unreal. Yeah. The picture of Captain Marvel standing over Superman like this is just one of the most is one of the greatest fucking panels ever ever drawn. I mean, he's just. He's so menacing looking and he's so big. And I, the thing I love about Alex Ross's work is that he did not hire bodybuilders. He's like, I do not want bodybuilders because they are not, they don't, to me, they don't show power. They're, you know, yeah, I need, these guys, these guys are modeled after lifters. I think the same guy modeled for, uh, Captain Marvel and Superman, and he just—they look like a fucking brick. They look like a big, giant, almost strongman type guy. They're not as, not as ripped, but they're just just that you, you can see the strength, right? Than, I mean, they look like they break necks with their hands. You know, I mean, it's like those those kind of stuff. Um, and his and it's just beautiful. And he's his stuff is taught in fine art class. I mean, his works go for hundreds of thousands of dollars. So you know, it's that. So I think in that case, yes. But in most other cases, I would rather read the novelization. So, would you like to see Zachary Levi and uh, Henry Cavill get like power jacked for that when they get to it? That would be already, awesome if they get a little already, bit older, right? They're already jacked, right? But getting seeing put on jacked. put on twenty pounds and be yeah. like you know hulking, right? Well, I mean, I think that that wouldn't be unreasonable to ask for because you want to 
if they're telling the story like it needs to be told, it's a more realistic story, ironically, because it's so fucking outrageous. Well, you, you remember know? Zachary Levi from like Chuck. Yeah. He's kind of a and skinny fellow. And the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, he was jacked in that because that was after Shazam. Right, right. But he's like this big hulking motherfucker now. He's big dude, yeah. Wow. And Cavill, imagine Cavill with 20 more pounds on him. I mean, he just a giant fucking guy, man. Um, yeah. God damn. Could he be the new James Bond? This is Henry tang- Cavill? a tangent. Yeah. I don't think he's good for I that. I think role. they're going for a woman. Really? Yeah. Are they really? That's okay. If it's a good one. You if, know. It's, if the movie's good. I've, I've only seen the most recent James Bond movies. Daniel and I like him a lot. Is, is, he did a great job. He really actually good. looks like a guy that could kick your ass. Sure. None of the other ones before really looked like they could kick your ass. They were 60s in shape. Yeah. Like Connery's got a little bit of man Pierce Brosnan a little bit. Yeah. It's the in shape, out of shape guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I'd, I say if we're going to change it up and not have just your regular run of the mill white guy, you got to throw it to Idris Elba. Yeah, he's, yes, he's absolutely. always in the talks He's for so it. good. We've talked about this before. I, I If they wanted to do the diversity thing, and I'm okay with that, but if they wanted to do it, I wish that it would have caught us a little bit earlier because Wesley it, Snipes. Yeah. No, no, no. Idris Elba as Zod. Yeah. In fucking man of steel. Yeah. Holy fucking balls. Yeah. You talking about just awesome. You know, that Elizabethan fucking projection, the power, the fact that he'd be, I, I'm sorry. Michael Shannon is great and everything, but he just did not do it for me. So I think Idris Elba would have pulled that movie from semi mediocrity to home fucking run. So, I can see that. I still like the movie a lot. I don't. Uh, I like it too. But like, you're you're kind of right. He 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 has the look for Zod. Sure, like the menacing face mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But his voice does not carry it. He kind of talks like this. Exactly, Superman. I need you to come over here so I can whip your ass. It's yeah. It's just not see that kind of thing. Terrence Stamp was a better sod in Superman 2 mm-hmm. than Michael Shannon. And his voice alone is what carried And he got thrown into uh, cellophane. <laughs> no, apparently, what what I really like to watch, speaking of this, the Remember whole when HBO Max first came out and me and you sat and watched like two or three of the Superman movies? We watched the first one, which was great. <sighs> and then the second one, which was god-awful. Steep decline. Um, but you know, the, the the worst part about that is that it didn't become that until after Richard Donner got removed from the project. Yeah, He shot the first one and directed the first one. Then he was doing the second one, and he wanted it to be a darker film. He wanted it to be... The, the bullshit that we hated wasn't in there. Like the kiss where he... That's not in there. Or he made Lotus, Lois forget that he... Exactly. Was what happened with that was is that he reversed time, like he did in the first one, to... Stop all that from happening, and then only he remembered it, and then that's kind of how it ends. Hmm. I mean, it's it's better than the kiss. It was. I've read the synopsis because I was really curious about how it would go because I used to love Superman too, and then I've really sat down and watched it. Like, wow, that was not good. So I don't, you know, I don't remember like they all kind of ran together for me when I was mm -hmm. a kid because they would just be on a loop. Sure, Superman was my dude. I had the Superman shirt, Superman underoos. Mm Um, so I just remember Superman flying and like doing cool stuff. And Christopher Reeve was great too. I mean, he was, I really thought he did well. Um, I thought Brandon Ralph was an excellent Superman. Um, I would have liked to see Nick Cage's version. I want to watch that. I want to watch that documentary. It's very good. Is it? Yeah. Cause the, the, the The death of the strange vision of it. Yeah. Or the death of Superman lives is the name of the documentary. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking good. I mean, it might be on YouTube now. So was he? Uh, was, Tim Burton was, was it in the works it. for him to play Superman? Yes, Tim Burton would have directed yes. it. Wow, and it was going to be extremely Tim Burtony. You know, it was going to be <laughs> Krypton was going to be have Danny Elfman score. Dun, 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 dun. You know, it's going to be just really weird. Um, <laughs> this was him in a, in a screen test. That's he real. Didn't actually look bad. No, he looked great in it. And this was like this version of Superman is the one that had the long hair from the early nineties. Yeah, they were adapting that. He looked great as Superman. I don't think it would have been terrible. So, I think it would have been very odd. An odd but good movie. Go ahead. It's got 85. So it was never greenlit. That's, that was yeah, just they just got, it never got off the ground. It was in pre-production. I'm trying to figure out if there's anywhere we can watch it. I think we have to rent it. I might just go ahead and rent it. Um, was the Kevin Smith documentary about that? Was that did he do the documentary? About? I'm not sure who did the documentary. I think it might be on Prime right now, to be honest. Awesome. Um, this is just got just got majorly like railroaded into it. It's fine, comic, and I'm I'm okay. I love it. talking about this type of shit. At least we're not talking about Game of Thrones yet. All right, we still got we we got time. Um, you watched a few episodes of Game of Thrones there at uh, yeah. You got me started on the first season, three or three episodes maybe. Have you cracked that book yet? Yeah, I've only cracked got through thirty pages. What do you think? I, I mean, so far it's 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 more engaging than I would have, you know. It's pretty. I mean, that's new. That's that's fantasy stuff is not a big thing. I, I've read a lot of. Mm-hmm. I'm more in the sci-fi stuff, but sure. like it 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 was more engaging for me than I've only read thirty pages, but it was more engaging for me than I thought. There's some good humor. Oh, there's great. Yeah. 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 Like when he, I wish you didn't die, sir. <laughs> yeah. The very first thing he said, <laughs> I wish you didn't die, sir. Except, uh, you know, you always treated me fair, except for the time you beat me for eating the pies. <laughs> I told you I didn't do it, but you beat me anyway. Um, no, it's it's easily the best. I'm, I, I have to say, it's easily the, the best Game of Thrones thing. Like, and I oh, love, you think that's this yes, is the best work? Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I and I love Game of Thrones. So that should, that should tell you something. Well. That that those books, I guess there's three books in the one book that you got. They're filled with joy and funny things, right? And then there's drama, and it's real drama, and it's like, what the fuck's happening right. here? But there's nothing earth shaking going on. And you said it's the, limited. It's it's a more of a, of a traditional format too, because you said like the fire and ice books are written from multiple multiple narrators, and sure. sometimes they can be unreliable yeah, narrators. Right. Still written in the same style, it's just all from one point of view. So. um you know, but one thing it lacks is Stannis Baratheon, and he might be the greatest fucking character. He is he's cold such a fucking asshole as ice, and he's the best. Like he just there's a scene where he's talking to Jano Slint, and Jano Slint's trying to like kiss his ass, and he just looks at him and he just talks shit to him. He's like, "You suck. You were on the take. My brother knew it, but he didn't give a fuck because my brother was a drunken idiot. Fuck you. You know, it's just that when Stannis goes up to the wall. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I hated that dude. In the oh, show. he's so terrible. I never knew his name. I just like this fucking guy. This fucking guy's trying to kill Jon Snow. One thing they didn't put in the show. Don't I don't understand is that when Jon cut his head off, Stannis came out there and locked it, looked at it, and gave him a nod. Like that's what you should have done. And walked seen him. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. Um, I hope I hope Stannis in the books is the prince that was promised. He is not. I know. You know what? Last night I read uh, the part where she's in the House of the Undying or whatever. Oh yeah, and lots of pre. There's a blonde man playing a harp, singing a song about 
a baby boy. His name's Aegon. That's Rhaegar. That's Rhaegar playing the harp. Mm-hmm. But that is young Griff, the kid that he's singing to. I don't know who the woman is. I get who who's the woman. Is it another woman that he got married to to spread his seed around? <sighs> it might have been Leanna. She didn't know who Leanna was. You think it could have been Leanna? But I th- think it probably did, is Leanna. Did, well, in the books, she might not have died during childbirth. Because this was like a happy scene. It's very, like, even though I've read it numerous times, and I just ran through it not, not re, just recently, there's a lot of fucking There is a lot of information. So it's like six And it's one of my favorite scenes because there's so much stuff. In, like, And there's so much, um, you know, metaphorical stuff. Like all the... The well, woman, the woman laying down and being chewed on by all those things is Westeros. Yes, it's like all the greedy men trying. Well, to then get it, it doesn't even foreshadow you, Rob Stark. It just tells you. <laughs> yeah, it shows the red wedding. Yeah, and then it shows Gregor Clegane. Yeah, when he lifts the visor up, then there's nothing in there. You know. Yeah. Um, so many, and his armor's made of stone, which they really did that in in the in the book. Like it's, um. I think the quote was is that no living man could bear the weight. Yeah. So <laughs> he had to turn him into some kind of I think he's a fire white. I think he might Ooh. be. I think that I think that uh a lot of the things that uh Kyburn learned are a mixture of like awful arcane things and then science. You know, he's like this and I and I do think that he's a fire white. I can't think of who to compare him to like in the real world. Kyburn? Yeah, he'd be like a he'd be like a Nazi scientist that we brought over to help us get to the moon. He'd be like Mangala. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's known to be Mangala was no was they said I think they said he was a kind like a kind person like you'd think he was kind and none, none of the stuff he did had any malice behind it but he just did it because he's curious that's Kyburn up and yeah down. yeah so and I think Kyburn come to think of it Kyburn might be even based on Mangala so. Um, you know, another one of the things in the books that they didn't do as much in the show. I think there was maybe one scene where he did it a little bit was like all of, uh, Lord Varys's costumes. Yeah. Like all the time he's like dressed up. He, he never his, dressed up in the show. One time whenever he wore the mail and the, the hat, when he went and visited Ned Stark. And right. Some wine, That's that was true. it. That's true. But in the, in the book, he, this motherfucker's all the time. He's dressing up as a popper, uh, uh, guard he's like and he can change his voice he changes the way he smells he just does everything i love the way they describe him too how he floats across the floor wait a second padded slippers wait a second remember when it said beware the perfume celestial that could be Varus. i'd hate for it if it, if, if it was Varus. Varus to me seems like a good guy i don't care what anybody thinks i think that he's doing the things that need to be done that the nobody realm. else is willing to do for the realm but the I love that the, Matt Penfield played him so well. <laughs> Matt Penfield, the music. No, it's not him, but it's it was a fun thing to say when I went. Ned on. Stark, I love the Ramones, and here we're going to go into why I love. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. But when I went on Andrew Atkins' show, I uh, spread that uh, Matt Penfield played Lord Varys, and it was pretty good. Hopefully, that spread around pretty good. Um, I haven't seen that guy in anything else. Maybe it fucking is Matt Penfield. He's his name's Conleth Hill. I think he's an Irish actor. Conleth. I mean, shit. You don't get much fucking more. I mean, Irish you couldn't really cast anybody any better than that guy. No, even though that Varys in the book and Varys on the show are pretty different. I mean, even the way they talk, Varys is extremely effeminate in the book. Yes, um, and he's they sort of think he might be a pedophile. 
Yeah, but I like the fact that they address that in the show, and Varys like rebuffs him and is almost and is offended by it. This is the guy that plays Varys. He's like, I'm not entirely sure what you're suggesting. I'm entirely sure you're entirely sure of what I'm suggesting. He's like, you liked boys, didn't you? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, though, there's so much. We've talked about this before. Varys is definitely linked to the either the Blackfires or the Targaryen, the Targaryens that went across the sea and were never heard from again. Sarah. Sarah went and became a Coruscant and worked. Sarah Targaryen. Targaryen. Yeah. And then she became, and then she had children. Um, they're definitely involved with that somehow. Um, there's, man, I, we could do an entire podcast on, you know, just Game of Thrones and, and, and all the stuff that's in it. But that, I got to tell you, man, that Lightbringer guy, I'm fucking impressed. He does I a good am job. wickedly impressed with how good he is and all the stuff he's able to draw out of it. These things didn't occur to me, and I've read them five times. You know what I mean? So, like the thing with the, everybody, the missing one eye, and that's, you know, related to Roar, maybe, you know, uh, the red hand being... Red is the color, and then you have uh, – he put it out with, with a burning brand, so that's fire. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, Timot, son of Timot. Timot, Timot son, of, son of Timot. Right, who's a great fucking character. Like, even though they cast him in the show, man, he did not look like that. He's supposed to look like a kid, almost. Like, he's, he's not bearded. He doesn't have a beard. He's just – he's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, they – in the show – They cast more to type. Yeah. So – which I thought was a massive mistake, including the most obvious one with uh, Renly. Yeah, you're right about that one. I always knew. I mean, it's, it's going to be hard for me to watch now. I don't watch them. Not because I don't like them, but because I like the visions I have about how I envision it. So, See, I do picture uh, Jon Snow as... He's pretty close. Now, yeah. He's pretty close, but... The other one... He's more... Jon Snow is not handsome. I mean, he's he's not ugly, but he's not kind of plain. Yeah, he's he's like Ned. He's he got that line of the Starks really hard in him. You yeah. know, Leanna, he's Le- Leanna was pretty, but Le- part of Leanna's attraction was her wild nature. You know, she was. Do you think? Uh, do you think they'll go for it in House of the Dragon? Like with all of it, I hope. But I so, too, well, they went for it. They're the not going to show. They're not going to show that uh, kid get his head struck off. They're not going to show that. Or uh, a baby get torn apart in the streets. Right. They're not oh, going to yeah. yeah, it's fucking rough. Yeah. It's, it's, it is, some of it is stomach turning because it's so bad. They did, however, do the thing with the kids fighting with their teeth filed down and shit like that. Yeah. They did that. I was like, Whew. I didn't know they were, if they were going to go that far. They sure did. So, um, um, what else you want to talk about? What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Oh, see, I think the star of the show is the mashed potatoes. Uh, yeah, it brings everything together. Dark meat, turkey, dark meat, turkey. Uh, White meat can fuck off. It's no good. I don't know. The combination of turkey with some gravy on top. Uh, What I do is uh, get the mashed potatoes, turkey, gravy, stuffing. And just fucking chop it all up and mix it all together. That's so a good, throw some corn in there. That's kind of like a shepherd's pie. Yeah, uh, pretty much what I do. Pie. I love stuffing. 
I'm a stuffing guy. I don't usually eat anything other than uh, Thanksgiving, maybe Christmas. Yeah, it's the only time I ever have stuffing. I fucking love it. I do prefer it over potatoes. And I like potatoes. You like the the stuffing on top of the potatoes and then slap a bunch of gravy on top? Uh, I haven't done that. What I I do like, though, is if there's green bean and mashed potatoes, put some of the green beans on the mashed potatoes so the green bean juice flavors the potatoes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Especially when the the green beans are cooked in bacon grease. Amen. Mm. Has to be done that way. I don't even like a ham hock in it. I want straight bacon grease. Yeah. Yeah. It's the way to go. What about... uh, Desserts. You got your pumpkin pie. You got your pumpkin yeah, cake. but I gotta tell you, since we did that segment with that gay guy singing about the fucking sweet potato pie and, and I ate it, I don't think pumpkin stands up anymore. I think sweet, sweet potato, potato pie, pie is better to Patty Labelle's. Yeah. Uh, I got one of those, dude. I don't know. If we ate them here. Yeah, we sit there. Yeah, they were yeah, it's fucking personal, amazing. Personal sweet. potato I don't know if pies. I've ever had a good sweet potato pie. Oh shit! Go get Patty Labelle's sweet potato pie. Is that a brand? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> I guess I could play the. Uh, and I know why she got the beaties. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, we we always have uh, Thanksgiving at my grandma's, like all the extended family, and uh, I like peanut butter pie, but she makes a lot of or. Someone would make a lot of like butterscotch pies, right? And it, so it looks like peanut butter. It looks like uh, not peanut butter. It looks like uh, pumpkin pie. Um, and I would always eat it and be we, disappointed it wasn't pumpkin. <laughs> we would. Uh, Mom didn't have a lot of time for the desserts, so my grandma would make the pumpkin cake, and then Mom oh, yeah. would just buy pie crusts, make pudding, dump them in the pie crusts. Whipped cream on top of all of it. Oh, yeah. Easy peasy. Fuck yeah. Lemon dude. squeezy. I had my Aunt Boots made one time. Uh, his aunt is Bootsy Collins. I don't know why her name was Boots. Her name was Beulah. I don't know why they called her Boots. I never did figure that one out. But one year, I, w- I went up there, up Lockwood, by the way, which is at a still oh. bone, bone of contention in my fucking, in my mind, because it was the most amazing fucking house ever. Up there it, on today's market with fucking Summersville and Fayetteville blowing up, they could have got a million dollars for it. I know they could have. Um, she made pumpkin cookies with like this uh, Frankenstein cream cheese icing. I, mm. Dude, it was so fucking amazing. Mm. I sat there and ate an entire round container of them. And she had to make them every year from that point on. <laughs> She's like, Charles, I made your cookies whenever, you know, is uh, you fat fuck. <laughs> I miss my, I miss them a lot. My right? family was big on making peanut butter candy. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, fudge, right? They didn't call it fudge, but it kind of was. Yeah. That's what and, they all, uh, my family all calls it. And uh, Kennedy candy, they would call it. It's like basically like no bake. Cookies. Really? Oh yeah. yeah, I've never heard of that. I don't know why they call it Kennedy candy. I'm gonna look up Kennedy candy and see if there's a reason why it's called that. I like. Um, I tell you one thing. This this lady at work made a keto pumpkin roll that I would murder somebody for. So I mean, it it's so no, fucking good. It has no keto, so no carbs. It has or, very few, very few, and it's got like monk fruit like flavor. Mm. You know, it made to to give it the sweet, but it also the 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 cream cheese had a like a sugar granular consistency. I'm like, oh my fucking god! I'm sitting there eating it, and then she's not made me one since. I'm getting incensed. Mm. I'm I'm kind of I, I need to remind her harshly, like, hey, you made a deal. 
It's time to get on the. I'm not finding anything for Kennedy candy except for a woman named Candy Kennedy that seems to be an influencer. <laughs> on the gram. Oh, the gram. Um, it's basically a no bake cookie. I don't know what they call. Never it love no bake cookies. My fa- still, I'm not a big fan either. Is it weird? Like I don't like anybody's cooking as much as my mom's. No, of course not. Your palate is adapted to what she makes, so therefore it's the basis of comparison. So like my mom's. I just pulled that out of my ass, and it's chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) Like I like hers better than any I've ever had. The turkey and gravy mashed potatoes, all that crap. I like it better than anybody's. My mom, my mom, Jenny's uh, lemon pound cake. I have eaten the weight of my car on lemon pound cake in my (laughs) life. Probably more of that, and I have still not found one slice of it that is. I don't know how she did it. It was light at the top, and at the bottom, it became sludgy. Mm. Hmm. You know what I mean? You it think, was like, holy fucking shit. You do you know, think she cooked it in like cast iron with lard, perhaps? I know she probably cooked with lard, but I don't know if she did. She was a bunt cake. She was, man, Memo Jenny was just Appalachian cooking. I mean, that was, she was so good at it, you know, and she was, she did all the meals, and she was, I mean, I love Mama, you know. Old lick lighter. And she wasn't a bad cook. She could make a lot of good things that were great. But first ballot Hall of Fame was Virginia Keenan. I mean, she she killed it. You yeah, know? my grandma, like uh chicken and dumplings. Yes. Hers is better yes. than everybody's. Yeah. Like they're yellow. Yes. Mamal Jenny's were fucking yellow. They were yellow. And, and they held together. And they were like she was somehow she was able to make a mixture of happy and sad dumplings. If you don't know what that is, happy ones are fluffy in the middle and sad ones are kind of doughy in the middle. Right. And she would have both of them in there. It was so fucking mm. good. See, mammals were mammals were sad. Like she liked the sad dumpling. I so, like both. Give me both. I like the sad man. I mean, I don't like them fluffy. I like them dense and sludgy. Like I, I like like her brownies. Say Jesus. <laughs> Were the brownies set? <laughs> a little sludgy in the middle? Yes. Oh, God. Like the, the, the interior one, you would have to get your fingers underneath it because it would fall apart mm. under the weight of its own fucking mm. deliciousness. And she would make them. She said she made them for my, my brother, Bradley. Bradley. You know, he. Brownies are his thing. Like that was his favorite, you know, dessert. And she'd make them for him, you know, every time she got a chance. And, uh, you know, and I always. She, she he shared the wealth when it came to that, but um, I don't know, man. I miss. We went on the comic route, but I do miss. We used to have Thanksgiving at uh, two two of the best places we had Thanksgiving in, in my lifetime. Um, we had it down at Charleston with my cousin Eric and Todd. Well, you might have met them before. Um, it's possible they, they played music with. They played. They played Richwood. I mean they. Um, I might have. Is there are the Keenans too? No, no, no. They're Hit. Our last names are Hit. H I T T. Which I think it's, a good, it's a good uh, musician name. Yeah, I mean they're and they're both good musicians. Todd was a vocalist and could play a little bit of guitar, but Eric was a great guitarist. Um, we used to go down there to Charleston to South Hills to Pine Top Place. Was the name of the house? Great big. My, my uncle John was uh, that him? Yes, one of them. Looks was, familiar. Was a really good gynecologist and made you know they were wealthy. Um, and their house was always John, Uncle John was a great cook Like he would cook He would cook the ham And it's the best ham every year and we, and we had the best time The whole family would come You know After he died It kind of went down a tick 
you know, we still had Thanksgiving. Wasn't quite the same. Still a good time. Then after Momo died, it just we just didn't do Thanksgiving anymore. Um, then the other place was up in Scrabble Creek at, at Mamaw and Pavel's house. And it was just so many people there. It was great. I loved it. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, I, you know, families, what's the old saying that he said in, in the party? He said, families are always rising and falling in America. And families are yeah. like people. They, they live and they die. And then they splinter off into other families, you know. And my family has splintered off a little bit. Um, but we're definitely an older family. We were a young family. Young families are full of lots of vitality and little kids and, you know, they get together and do everything. And then as families age, it kind of goes down, but then it ticks up again when they start to have children, you know? So, uh, and now the grandkids are grown. The great grandkids are grown. You know, Annie's 21 and Matthew and Jackie are in their, going to be in their twenties. And it's, um, yeah. All my nieces are above 20 now, at least. Yeah. It's weird. It is, and I miss those. I miss those times. I and I even Christmas. I remember Christmas in Scrabble Creek was magical because Papa used to dress up like Santa Claus. And I asked Aaron Elaine if they want me to do that for Emma. Oh, that'd be nice. I would do it. Do you have the Santa Claus voice? Uh, hey, what's up, kid? <laughs> it's fucking Christmas, dog. <laughs> is that right? So you have to be able to pull it off. No, I mean, they, she she won't know the difference anyway. You know, yeah, she, she's it, stupid. She's, she's a girl. <laughs> I, I saw a photo of her with uh, Santa and Mrs. Santa. She did not. She was happy. not happy. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it reminds me. There's a picture out there which you will never see. That n- nobody will ever see. It has, but it has me and Ben sitting. On I a cl- can see it on a cl- on a clown's lap, and Ben no. has his has his little cowboy hat on. He's smiling, and I'm screaming, crying because <laughs> it's a fucking clown. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's clowns terrifying. are gay. Uh, yeah, it's it was awful. Um, that guy was likely a child molester. He was not happy. And he's sitting there like this. Are you talking about his brother? Yes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know, I, I um, but yeah, when it comes to holidays, my family is definitely, definitely in a point where we're shifting over to when uh, my, where our kids are going to be maybe having kids, you know, and then, then the family revitalizes, you know, yeah, but like, it becomes a different family. After so. my sister uh, married, like, she got married like 1990, I think. Mm-hmm. So they they would come home to us for Thanksgiving and Christmas, they, wherever they lived at the times. But once they had kids, they, they would have come, their own Christmas. Yeah, they have their own Christmas. Right. And then like a few days later, they might come home. Right. Or they might not come home at all because it's a whole fucking thing when you got sure. three kids. I mean, and you can't blame it's them. Because you, you have to let them have their thing. It has to be the thing. Like, I'm sure, I'm not sure what Aaron and Elaine are doing this year, but I'd say by next year, Christmas is at their house. Yes, they have the baby. That's mm. where it goes to. And they're a young family, and and with young families with little kids, Christmas is the best because you get to give them the gifts, and they have so much fun. And you know, there's video. If I could have my mom digitize it of like every Christmas from 1985 until like 1997. Man, I wonder if that could get some YouTube hits. An 80s Christmas. There are videos saying the nostalgic value of like just I mean one thing the toys from back then yeah just looking at the shit that I opened up and played with and ended up breaking that would be worth thousands of dollars yeah. right now yeah they were meant to be played with yeah that's what they're for exactly I, I had, I had that an, shit at all I had an operating adat that I fucking just destroyed yeah <laughs> yeah like you mean 
You get like a Luke Skywalker action figure. You rip that some bitch out of the. You tear the car. Well, especially all the up. Empire Strikes Back one. I mean, it's snowing outside. That's Hoth. We're gonna go outside and yeah, play in Hoth. We might That's lose this some bitch. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we lost so many of them. Oh yeah, there's GI Joes and fucking Star Wars guys. Even though we weren't big Star Wars, but they're all over the place in Dixie. In they were the toys to have. Yeah. I mean. That's the one. Toys were so good. They were, and that's one great story of my dad. Um, he one year got us two of every Star Wars character. His arms were so full of toys that when he was getting out of the car, he dropped toys in the car, and we found them. And we, I remember saying, Santa Claus left toys in here too. This is the best Christmas ever. Because <laughs> he was nineteen. I found a, bo- <laughs> I found a Boba Fett. That was the coolest one. Because uh, Ben had gotten a Boba Fett, and I didn't get a Boba Fett. So I was just like, well, these are all great, but where's my Boba Fett? Because I'm a spoiled little shit. Um, <laughs> we also got something that you talk about worth money. Sears made a Star Destroyer that only Sears made. We got that. It was this big, you know. You could the the characters you could stick them because they had a hole in their foot. You could stick them up in the hole, and they could, dude. That thing would be. They only made that, and it was limited edition. One year, I bet they only made it, dude. And it would be worth thousands of dollars. Probably now. worth three thousand. Mint condition, probably five to ten. Oh sure, and it, you know, and I don't, re- you know, I always felt bad. That every time the toys were brought up, that they thought, well, you guys lost all those toys. And they kind of said it like we shouldn't have. And I was, and I, it, up until that's what they're for. Very recently, I was, I was sitting there thinking, yeah, maybe I should have saved them as like, but I would not trade the times I had with those yeah. fucking toys for any amount of fucking money. So, you know, yeah, we do that. The Christmases we had in kids in the 80s, the kids now, I mean, I know it's, to say, you know, different time. You were old man yelling at cloud right now. Yeah, we are. But at the same time, I think we have a legitimate point. So what you get your kid a, another iPhone for Christmas and yeah, another thing for them to bury their face in. It is it, these kids. Now it's an embarrassment of riches that they have and they don't even appreciate it. Like we got one thing I wish we still had is that there was an old Atari that came out that had a keyboard on it. Massive piece of shit. Like, it was one of the worst consoles ever released. Hmm. And we had it. It's now worth lots of money because they didn't make very many of them because they were that bad. Because they sucked. Yeah. I don't even remember that. that uh, the, a keyboard? the Atari 1800, this, this maybe? This It was... It was uh, and I remember playing this uh, Star... Uh, Star... What was that game? Star Command or something like that, and he had to go to a base star and like dock and stuff. And uh, you know, there's a picture of me playing with the with the with the old controller, the with, yeah, with the, one button. with the one red button on it. I mean, it was so much fun. That's the, this is the one I had. Would you load up, you son of a bitch? That's, that's the, the one. That's the twenty twenty six. Yeah, that's the that's the Pong Pac Man. Right, that and that was a gr- that was a good one. My yeah, parents, one for my parents had that, and then I would play that. Even like when I had Nintendo, I would play that a lot. Like always, <laughs> something about They're, like the simplicity. Yeah, it's so much fun, and and the nostalgia is just so powerful. You know, even the, though the games are not good, you the know? ET game, oh, factory sealed. My parents had fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars. I have played eBay. that game, and it is the most miserable game to play. I know, but man, they destroyed them all. So now it's worth so much fucking money. It's so ironic. Yeah, I mean, even a used ET, or does it have to be packaged? Well, that was just in the package, and that was fifty grand. Is it Atari four hundred? That is. That's it. Except it was God, gray. That looks miserable. Except it was gray. Maybe that's just because it's old. You know what we should do? What? We should look up 80s toy 
commercial. Oh, fuck. This, you know, this I've gone the, down that rabbit hole, rabbit hole on YouTube before. You know what I'd like to find is if somebody, if some crazy bastard out there kept the wish books from the 80s. Oh, oh those yeah. catalogs. Yes, the Jason fucking Penny. wish book. Man, that motherfucker was like You this. can look yeah. up scans of them. That really? Was, yeah. That was the internet back then. It was. <laughs> the Covet House catalog. Look at all this look shit this I wish commercial. I had. Nice. I was watching Transformers the other day. Um, I, I still love it, man. That's before Megatron became what he actually I had became. That. Did you Ever, see? Did you see how that. different Megatron looked? Yeah, he had a black head. They bleep, they bleep that kid's face out because they're kids. The Transformers from Hasbro. God, they were so much fun. The Insecticons. <laughs> new menace from the world of the Transformers. There always had to be a new villain every year so oh, yeah. they could sell toys. Do you know the Dinobots? Do you know the uh, origin of like Transformers and He-Man and stuff? No, they had the toys. So they had to have something to sell them. So they made the show after. So they the made the show after. That sounds about right. That's a new. I'm glad they did. This is from like the '90s. My, older, yeah, my older cousin had that. The Optimus Prime toy. I was more. I was always more into Ghostbusters, like yeah. action figures, yeah. and the Proton Pack and stuff, and we, Ninja Turtles. We had all the Ghostbusters toys, and like they'd have a Proton Pack on them, and like the um, little piece of plastic, and a little piece of plastic that. Squiggled out, right? But yeah. we had the like a big fucking Ecto one. It was like this mm-hmm. fucking. I remember that. Yeah, thing. I, I remember. I think I had we, that. It might still be in my mom's attic. All that shit might still be in my mom's attic. You should go look. I th- I think most of my toys like that are still at my parents. Like this is all I could salvage from. <laughs> from I'll my mom's find house. every now and then. There was a there was a Yoda in my mom's house that like. We would find periodically in like a drawer or something, and every now and then it would <laughs> pop up. It's like, hey, we found Yoda again. You know, it's, it's like uh, the elf on the shelf. But, yes, you, know. you can tell by all the toys that I've left over. All my shit was well played with. Absolutely. I mean, that's the only one. T- Here's one of the, my favorite stories: is that I was living in Ohio, and um, I was collecting Star Wars toys because. I was that guy for a while. I was like, let's collect the toys. And so they were just sitting up in my room. And then somebody said, you know, those are meant to be played with. I said, you know where you're all right. So I told um, Amy's, that's Annie's mom's sister, to come to bring the, the boys over. She had two boys. So tell you what, guys, today's your lucky day. You get to get, you get to take out and play with every one of these Star Wars toys. And I don't care if you keep them. And I just wheeled them out. There had to be 20 of them. And they opened them up and were playing with them and all kinds of stuff. So I had fun. And the joy I got from seeing those two boys play was great. So, you know, is it $50,000 great? Eh, who knows? But no, they're not. The the toys, when people start collecting, they're not worth anything. Are, uh, I don't know, do, do kids of that age play with action figures and physical toys as much now? Or is the, the phone tablet thing, is that more? I think the phone tablet thing has pretty much I think that. I think, uh, like... Eight years old is when you stop playing with toy toys nowadays. Uh, do you remember the the time when you had to make a decision when you were like 12? I, was, I think I was 13, almost 13, whenever yeah. I was like playing with my guys. And I was like, am I too old for this? I still really like this. Right. 
should I not be doing this? Do the do the guys on the football team do that? Like, and they all did. But like, it, you had to make a decision, and it was hard. Yes, it was hard to stop yeah. playing with your dudes. It was like I spent. I had all my GI Joes for years. Mm-hmm. Then my mom would repair them, like the little fucking um, rubber band. Like we had super glue, we'd super glue it back together, and but that that was a tough couple months that I had to wrestle with that because I didn't know what to do. Yeah, because it still I it still had interest. You still wanted to. I still wanted to, but like not as much. And I felt bad for them. You know what I mean? It was like an Andy thing from Toy Story. I was like, I, I don't want to leave them alone. You had great memories with them. And, yeah, they're right. like my only friends, really. My sure. brothers, and there was no other kids that live around me uh, my age. So this, those things were the things that I played with, the, the people that I played with for years. Yeah. And it was a weird time, like whenever I finally stopped. And decided I had to stop. It is. And we it's, still have, like, I still have my wrestling ring. Yeah. And everything. It's still up in my mom's attic. Most of my toys are, including a Millennium Falcon, are underneath my porch. We used to play with them underneath there. There's, like, dirt and stuff underneath. There's, you know. Um, yeah, you'd run your cars. Or, or, yeah. And, and then make little ramps. We had uh, the Mask Border Hill playset. Um, Boulder Hill playset. It was fucking fun. Mask were, that's a toy a lot of people slept on. Masks were really cool toys. They wore helmets that corresponded to a car that they had. Oh, it was a show called Yes. Mask. I remember. Okay. Yeah. Mask. It was like, it's actually a very good. mask agents for this mission. Personnel selected. Michael Mercy, 80s nostalgia expert. Collection code name, 80s Toy Museum. Special year with not only an awesome lineup of vehicles, but I had that one. See that little wagon right there? Served as the that had that home one. base. It was fucking and also badass. also, unlike some other playsets from I don't the remember Mask. The toy version looked exactly like the one on the show. And speaking of firsts, Boulder Hill was the first thing you saw on the Mask animated series. As the Which was a good series. Songs opening Very notes anime. Listen to that 80s fucking synth. The greatest 80s animated theme song, hmm. by the way. And what better base for a bunch of cars and trucks than a gas station? Okay, this looks awesome. On the How did I not know about this? Listen to the fucking... He's right. Listen to the theme. If you can get the theme up, listen to it. Secret underground tunnel. It was, it was like... You know, some of them th- feel like they were thrown together. This actually felt like it had production behind it. Like well, it was, that reminds me, uh, like, if you want some amazing uh, amazing soundtrack for, like, a kid show, the Transformers movie yeah. soundtrack... Yes, you're a winner. Like it's it's like prog synth. Oh pop, yeah, but it, uh, you got the touch. Yeah, yeah, you got the power. <laughs> the Transformers uh, fucking movie was great. Yeah, except it traumatized an entire generation of kids. Okay. See, they got the helmet. And it's like they oh, It's fucking awesome <laughs> So they were kind of Transformers But yeah. there were people in charge yes. of them but Then there was one called Centurions Which wasn't nearly as good Um this is a great theme song. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, Red Audio should cover it. 
We've talked uh, not this one necessarily, but we've talked about like because uh, we had fun like for Halloween we covered the Munsters theme song, nice, which was just a probably one of the most fun songs to play. Right, it's just instrumental. Right. We, we we covered we played the Ghostbusters theme song. Uh, da, 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 da. Somehow we did some. Well, we did some like other Halloween stuff that wasn't theme songs, but we talked about like. A lot of like uh, video, just to have like throw in some video game. Yeah, covers. I remember Jet used to do a lot of video games and, and like old cartoons like that and covers and just throw some of those in every set and that'd mm. be fun. It's for the nostalgic factor. Oh know. yeah, and they're fun to play. There you go. Transformers Generation One. This is the '84 theme. Yes, was. Such a fun cartoon. Musically, that was really cool. It had like a. Now, now I think it does the outro. Yeah, I think it's just a uh, instrumental. I wonder why Michael Bay didn't. Uh, just redo that. Didn't use uh, Daft Punk to redo the Transformers. I, like, I, I wanted to like. I <laughs> wanted I them to be good. I like the first one. I do. And the and the best thing, how I knew that he nailed it, even if I wasn't going to like it like as much as I wanted to, was the fact he got Peter Cullen. And he got yeah, to play. And, yeah, and he got uh, Frank Welker. You know what one was Megatron. You know what one was good. Bumblebee. I heard it was that good. one was really good. Yeah, I mean, I heard it was. Surprisingly good. Like, yeah, I yeah. was like, "Oh shit!" When, when they when they made the I don't know, it was, was it one or two movies with uh, Mark Wahlberg? Just one. Was it like a reboot or was it a continuation? It was a continuation, but it was a lump of shit. It was just. It, it, I like the first one. It did what it was supposed to do. Um, the Boulder Hill playset. Oh fuck yes, dude! Look how cool this toy is. It looks awesome. Mom got this for us. I'll never forget it. You could tell this was copied off I only, of VHS. I only faintly remember Mask, but I, I don't remember like any of the toys or anything. It's sort of like a combo of G.I. Joe and Transformers. Well, the thing about Mask yeah. toys was, okay, your regular, like your regular figure, that's pretty much standard. That's pretty much what G.I. Joes were. Um, also what Star Wars, maybe a slight difference. Tonight. Mask figures were smaller, which was... I always found odd. They were they were detailed. They were nice looking toys. Everything fit really tight, like the mask you put on their head, and it fit really good. And they were good toys. Um, that the the wheels were rubber on everything, and they were made with metal. Like I, that's the last toy I remember. You remember being the, made of metal? The original you know, like diecast. Um, yes, the original Transformers were. Dude, metal. you could have yeah. chucked a fucking Optimus Prime across the room and killed another kid with it. Yeah, and I, it was like a brick. <laughs> They were love, and they were beautiful. The packaging was beautiful mm-hmm. because it had the breakdown of the character and what he di- it did. And then they had like, oh, they, it's, it's Castle Grace. I had that. I did too. It's mm-hmm. mine. That was a big deal. Yeah, I didn't have that. I had a couple of the the Masters of the Universe action figures. I had exactly almost everything that they're doing right there. I had it. Castle Grayskull from the Masters of I had a Skeletor action figure I thought it was like his chest would have it'd have like a like a roller and he'd have like three levels damage. of damage damage yeah. yeah I remember those I remember uh 
Fuck, I went down a, a He-Man dive the other day. I, uh, there's the Skeletor's 20, Skeletor's 20 best fucking insults. Hmm. God, that guy was the okay. fucking best. It was hilarious. He always called somebody a boob or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you royal boob. He was, <laughs> who was, who did that voice? I don't know that guy's name. He, Peter Cullen was like the go-to. Like he did, he did numerous voice on Transformer voices on, tra- he did Optimus Prime. He did, uh, uh, fuck Ironhide, um, did quite a few. Then Frank Welker did like, most of the Decepticons. He did uh, Megatron. He did um, Starscream. If you needed an obnoxious voice, Frank Welker was your guy. If you needed a, I mean, and, and they, I loved seeing the panel with them, Peter Cohen, because there's a little bit of rivalry there, but it's very good natured. They really like each other. Peter Cohen is the guy you need when you just need something rumbling and like with a lot of gravitas. You get Peter Cohen. Peter Cohen was in the fucking the, the one of the Doom games I played from not long ago. Hmm. Played and it's a robot type voice, and like they know their audience. Somebody's a kid, a guy my age playing is like that's that's Optimus Prime's voice. Or if you're like me, hey, that's Peter Cohen playing that. Yeah. You know, so um, I'm sure you guys discussed the death of. Um the Batman yeah. voice actor a lot. Kevin Conroy. Yeah. yeah, it was quite a bummer. Actually, we hadn't discussed that. We, I don't yet. think we did no. yet. He was the Batman for a generation. Like maybe were, maybe a couple. Nineties uh, kid, like growing up in the nineties. I see I didn't watch as much of the animated series because I don't think I had the channel that it came on. It was on Fox. It was, on Fox. Yeah. Yeah. It was right after so, school. Okay, so maybe I was able to watch it, but I also played football and mm. Like, uh, when did the animated series start? Like, 91, 92? I remember that I was... I was in grade school. I remember when it first came on, and I was old enough that part of me was like, well, who cares? It's just another Batman cartoon. But then I was so impressed by the animation. Yeah, I was going to say... I, I was like, this is really good. I've you know? watched it recently, and I, and I like it. Yes. I was watching three or four episodes a day. But, like, if you were younger than me, probably about your age, then it would be he would be your Batman. Right. And now, when, when was, I started playing the video games, he's the Batman in the video. That's games. what I was saying is that he's he, yeah. he's been the go to Batman voice, just like Mark Hamill is the go to Joker voice. Yeah, for so long. So yeah. I I started my experience with Batman was the the Adam West Burt Ward series yes. on syndication. Yes, and I was probably like JMO sixty three years old. <laughs> so I, yeah, I was uh, I was forty at the time. Was to, <laughs> no, I was. Uh, so I was I was like third, maybe second, third, fourth grade. Yeah, that's that's that was my. Uh, well, well, around that time though, I was watching that, and then uh, I went and saw the Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yeah. which was so different. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I, then yeah, and then like uh, and then a few years later, the Batman animated series came on Fox Kids after school when I was probably like four, uh, fifth, sixth grade, and I really liked that. That was like a good. Uh, Happy meeting between the the campy and the too serious for a kid my age. Right. Yeah. The Batmania that hit with the movie didn't really peter off for quite a while. Like they were riding that crest with because they because yeah. that's when they brought the '60s show back out and put it back to to, mm-hmm. to show it because yeah, it'd be on TBS and shit. Yes, it was Superstation. I remember when they still called it Superstation and they they had those celebrate, cartoons. Celebrate Superstation Dude, TBS. It was the best. And then it was uh, the Atlanta Braves. Brain Baseball. Everything was at six oh five or yeah, everything came on. Five. Yeah, they did always weird. like yeah. It started on strange. the fives. Um, everything was on the fives. I have no idea why. I think maybe I don't know, but um, 
then, you know, Batman came out and we, I, I went, remember seeing Batman in the theater. You know, we went and watched it in 1989. I was 12 years old. Um, and, you know, and remember at first not liking the 60s version because I thought it was dumb. But then the more I sat down and watched, I'm just like, this is just so much fun to watch, you know. Um, All right. Here's a question. Why did TBS start shows at 05 and 35 past the hour? Songbird replies, whoever that is. Uh, close, but not quite big. It's because WTBS is a cable channel owned by Ted Turner. Robert Edward Ted Turner the third took over the family billboard business Turner advertising when he was 24 after the death of his father in 1963 who at the age of 53 shot himself Jesus. with a 38 caliber pistol Ted quickly revived the business then turned his eye toward television he purchased a local Atlanta TV station in January 1970 renaming it WTCG for Turner Communications Group we were a local independent UHF station that was a thing back then yeah um said Bill Burke. Ted got his wild idea to put it up on the satellite and call it a super station. Fucking smart. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, when Turner first pitched the station, the signal was weak. Turner himself couldn't get it on his own television. When its signal was beamed via satellite in 1976, it reached four cable systems with 24,000 households. Today, the name change or uh, the name change uh, came in 1979 when they called it TBS. It's in more than 75% of television. But why did they... Okay. One of the many inspirations was contributed to WTBS's success was the introduction of Turner Time. Uh, Turner Time was the practice of starting programming at 5 after and 35 after the hour for the simple reason that once you started watching something on TBS, it would be darn difficult to switch easily to something else. That was what I was going to guess. Okay. Because you, you missed... Because you might have... You watch something from 735 to... To eight oh five, maybe you were wanting to watch a different some a show on a different station at eight. You already missed five minutes of it. Yeah, might as well uh, stay on yeah. TBS. I get you. Sure, that's smart. It is smart. Nobody ever accused Ted Turner of being dumb. He was dumb when he killed the wrestling business. In Did he die? The late nineties. I don't think he killed he it. Did. I mean, I think that. I don't know, man. That whole. <sighs> The wrestling business is such a dirty ass business. And, yeah, you know, there's. I mean, there. It's. It was destined to rise and fall, and um, I don't know. We all grew up with NWA, and when they WCW came out, I remember I, we were all excited. It's like because it was it was nostalgia for us. Like this is, you know, and none of the wrestlers were that old. I mean, it hadn't. You know, it was only ten years, maybe later, not even ten years. What when the WCW took over yes. the NWA after um, the NWA? You know, I think they started calling the show World Championship Wrestling in like '88 or '89, but it was still NWA. They still had the NWA title and all that. And right. I think in '91 it officially changed over to WCW, and because they were trying to go national and compete with NWA. WWF, WWF, yeah. But what they should have done, well, it ended up working really well for a while. What did NWA stand for? National, National Wrestling, Wrestling Alliance. Alliance. Jinx. I just feel like they should have just <laughs> kept it regional, you know? Um, regional. We can say that because we have a lot of love for regional, yeah. but not everybody did. Not everybody likes the studio thing where there's 50 people there and, you know, stuff like that. We love it because I remember watching that and loving it. You I know? still turn it on and watch old WCW or Saturday night. When I want to sleep, six oh five. I can turn, I sometimes I turn on old wrestling or I turn on Saturday morning cartoon blocks. Yeah. Um, but like you weren't going to keep a Ric Flair if you just stayed. Regal. No, I mean, 
No. I mean, they didn't. Ric Flair left in 1990 or 91. Yeah. Went and won the goddamn Royal Rumble. First man in the fucking Rumble. All 40 people or however many it was at the time. He beat every one of them. I think he cheated, but it's Ric Flair. (laughs) Dirtiest player in their game. Yeah. No, I... You know, the wrestling thing with... Hearing the backstories and stuff behind it, it's not a business I would have wanted to get into. I mean, it's really bad. Like the way it destroys people's lives and Well, yeah, you're you gonna know. get a pill addiction. If you're at the top and you can like branch out like The Rock has or yeah. John Cena has. It's, it can be a a great avenue to go. Yeah, you can put you, ten years into that, fifteen maybe right. into that and then branch out and be the most famous person in the world like The Rock is. Yeah, but you have to be versatile. Like Hulk Hogan, that's all he could do. He he has he has charisma for that, but for anything else, he has zero charisma. Yeah, not I mean he was good in uh Rocky three, but he was basically playing himself. Um Thunder Lips. So you have the no ultimate re- male. You have no respect for the Academy Award winning Suburban Commando. Yeah. Or uh Santa with muscles. Yeah. <laughs> or uh Thunder in Paradise. That one was tough. Oh, it was so fucking terrible. They, they made a movie, then they decided, hey, we'll just make a show out of Hulk. Because it did so well. We'll, you know, do a weekly, uh, such garbage. And then you had other, uh, well, Roddy, Roddy Roddy Piper, though. I mean, he made his, oh, one of the most very good classic actor. 80s movies ever. Yep. Fucking They Live. And a movie that he should have been in, Maximum, Maximum Overdrive. Overdrive. <laughs> I, I said that. There, there's no reason. I said that joke at work the other day. Nobody got it. There's no like, good reason why Rowdy Roddy Piper butts. should not have been in that movie. No. The Stephen King. Basically yeah, the Stephen King Maximum Hall. Overdrive. Rowdy Roddy Piper was perfect for that movie. I could see him playing four or five different roles. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we watched it? I was like, I, this might be the funniest thing you, ever said. Your shining moment. It might be the funniest thing I ever said. It's like. This is the best Rowdy Roddy Piper movie <laughs> that without Roddy, <laughs> Roddy Piper. It just Fucking seems funny. like a Roddy Roddy Piper. It really movie. does. But they live. God, it's so good. The music, everything about it that is. Movie but rules. he's not a good actor. Like that's part of the. Fun. He's good for that, right? And uh, help come his line, his lines were terrible. You know, Mama don't like tattletales. I mean, it's just like, dude. Even back then, I was like, this is he's not great, but this movie. You so think they could remake that movie now? I think they could remake it, and they could make it into something truly terrifying. Yeah, and they it live. would be, and it would be politically polarizing too. Yeah, I mean, who would you trust to do that? Depends on the tone you want. You want something like campy and shit, then you go to Taika Waititi. Yeah. Got a bad taste in my mouth with him now, but the uh, ruining Thor like he did. I can see maybe a um, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro doing. If he would do it, it would be really horrifying. Like yeah. it would be something that's really hmm. or Dennis Villeneuve. If Wave did it, it would be for one thing masterful. Yeah, it would be like so slick and stylized, but it would also be have a really poignant story. Um. He's not made a bad movie. No. Have you and seen he, his run, Dennis Villain? Yeah, Sicario Villain. and fucking... It's ridiculous. He did uh, Blade Runner 2049, yeah. right? And then... Uh, and people say that, that's his worst movie. I'm like, well, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, that movie's fucking amazing. And, and Dune, right? He was the Dune. Yes. Director. Yeah. And he's not even that old. Dune I think he comes might out, just, He's only 55. He's Dune got, 2 comes out next year. Yeah, he's got so much time yeah. to just keep making And there's stuff. a Dune TV show coming out, too. Look at his Ooh. run. This fucking run that he he directed, I think he started directing right here at, at Enemy, and I've heard that's good. I just haven't seen it. 
uh, prisoners. That's good. I just haven't seen it. Sicario, like that, like fucking Arrival is one uh, of the Arrival's most heart wrenching movies I've ever seen. It's, in my a, it's life. amazing. It's one of the most amazing things. I've oh, ever seen. he directed that. It is so hard to the, watch. The uh, Amy uh, Amy Adams, it, yeah, and Jeremy Renner for you know not being Hawkeye. Yeah, he did a good job in that movie. I'm, he not, did. A, I'm not a big Jeremy Renner fan. I think he's a good actor. I just don't like that he decided to do music. It's so bad. Yeah, and it's like the it, it is like the distillation of everything I hate when I walk into the white room and I have to hear that bullshit that they fucking listen. Have to. you heard Jeremy Renner's music? Uh, you really don't want no. to, but we're gonna play it anyway. Yeah, strap in. Jeremy Renner. Let's get the first. It's like one Bo Bison, Five Finger Death Punch had a <laughs> fucking baby. Bo Bice. Haven't thought about him for a decade. Bobice. Turn that fucking shit off. He's got House of the Rising Sun. I want to hear the version of House of the. He's Rising. trying to do like uh, Imagine Dragons sound there. I can't believe and he this. doesn't have a bad voice, really. I mean, but he's. Well, let me take that back. It's real. No, this is bad. Yeah. This is making me angry. You see why I dislike him so much now. We're uh, Have you heard Vin Diesel's music? No. Strap in. I don't like Vin Diesel. I don't either. He's kind of a prick. Okay, this is the Vin Diesel music. Marbles in my mouth. Mashed potato mouth, man. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah, that's it's mm. enough to make me angry. It's got how many plays? Seven million plays. That's not incredibly a lot because considering how popular a person he well, is. Well, Jer- Jeremy Renner had sixteen million on his. Have you heard this song? heard that before yeah it's in the way that you use it um what else jamie you got anything you want to talk about uh, uh well something i was going to bring up is do you have a racist screed you'd like to go on is my hatred for this particular race of people <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to say which race i want you to guess send in your answers to hmm. p.o box <laughs> We're an old school show <laughs> postcards. <laughs> uh, well, over this weekend, uh, you mentioned uh, you had ideas for like spinoff podcasts or oh or, yeah, or not even podcasts, but maybe it's like little like a YouTube channel. And you mentioned uh, some ideas and stuff. You Gas had. grub, yeah. Gas grub is a great fucking idea. We really have to stick to that because that's a that's a real thing. I mean, and uh, when like recently, like you've. You've been, you know, you've been discussing a lot of like Game of Thrones, and you've been re- you gone and started reading the books. Uh-huh. Chuck, sorry, you read the books and everything. Have you thought about doing like a spinoff podcast, that's sort of like a book club, where you each pick it like a new book that, you, that neither of you have read? Uh, you know, read a little bit of it every week and discuss what you know. The, you have a reading assignment and discuss. Hmm. A that's po- a, a podcast, and you're like you're reading it for the first time, so you're just, you know, having a, a side podcast on like a book club. That's a good idea, hmm. but one idea 
along those lines I had was there's a, a writer named Tad Williams who mm-hmm. George R. R. Martin loves so much that that's the reason he wrote Game of Thrones. There is, as far as I can see, because I've looked, no deep dive thing into that world at all. On like YouTube Austin or- Ard. Nobody real. I mean, some a little bit, but not to the extent that they go with Westeros. I love those books. And I would personally like to do that and go into who the Sithy are and then have my theories about who they are, like they're aliens and all kinds of stuff. Um, so we talked about that and I, I thought that was a good idea too. You know, the book club thing is great. A great idea too. It, it, all right, I'm, I'm looking at the, I just searched Tad Williams on YouTube. Yeah. And it's a lot of book reviews. There's reviews, yeah. 48,000 views, 12,000 views, 6,000 views, 13,000 views. There's no big channel because the Game of Thrones channels are getting millions, hundreds and millions, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands and millions of views. So this could be a thing that that I told you, I'm telling you that market's wide open. So have you have you read the a lot of the Tad? I've read all of them. them. Oh, OK, I've uh, read none of them. But I could, they could be almost like Chuck Tales, where you, uh, like, I, I read chapters one through six one week, and then you explain it to me or ask me and, like, discuss it. Right. And there's, like, the breakdown of it is is that uh, there's this fantasy world called Austinard. And then in this fantasy world, you have people like, you have an English-type culture, you know, like medieval England. Then you've got uh, the Rimmer's Guarders, who are Vikings, but they no longer are on ships. They've just become Northmen. Then you've got uh, Hernister, which are like Celts, Irish, you know, stuff like that. And then you have Nabon, what they're like, uh, the Nabonai, they're like Rome, you know. Then you have a, this one of the most awesome constructs ever is the Sithi. They are elf-like, but they're not elves. Like, they're truly immortal. They have, gold, they have golden skin, kind of like feline eyes, like... Um, they're they're oddly jointed, like they don't move like people, but they do. It's really weird how they. It's almost non-specific. They're quadruple jointed. Um, they they can do. Um, they have the, bearings instead of joints. Well, <laughs> and, and they're and they're really beautiful. Like they're just so they're ethereal. So, um, they're from this place called the Garden that they talk about, and they talk about crossing endless oceans and great ships. I think they're. My my big theory, the, the overriding theory I would have for it is that they're aliens to this place. That they came in giant ships through space, or at least uh, through different dimensions to get to this place. And they're not, and they're they're not from Austinar. They're from this other place. So, and then they split off into two different families. But then the people who got them there are this other group who's from there who can turn into different things. I mean, it's it's a really awesome story. Um, and. I have a lot of theories and I think, and I would like to like the one guy like light bring, I'd like to bring them up and say the reason here's and lay it out. Here's the reason I think why this is and go into those things and be like, you know, and I think it would be a good idea. So one idea I had, um, but it'd be hard to find guests for it would be like a show where I, you like say your favorite band is Creed. Mm-hmm. You need I need somebody that would be able to talk to me for an hour about why they like Creed so much and right. try try to get me on their side. Now would you like, pick bands that that, or that, that that you didn't like or would it be any band? It could be a book, it could be a TV show, it could be anything. Anything that you like it could be chicken and dumplings. But right? it has to be they have to have a position on it 
that's contrary to yours? No, 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 no. I don't even have to have ever heard of it. But you just need to be able to explain to me why you like it, uh, what it's done for you, what it's, how it's changed your life for the better, or something like sure, that. That's a good idea. Just explain it to me and, and win me over. Even if I don't, I know I don't like it, and there's no way I'm ever going to like it. See, it would be better almost if they were contrary to your position, because then you could. That's compare and contrast. Like you could tell them, this is the reason I don't like it. This, 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 and then they can go, well, this is the reason I do, and then they're trying to win you over. That's the most compelling thing. Yeah, like make a list of things you don't like, things that get on your nerves, and find people that have. Well, that's going to be the hard thing. The is diametric because everybody <laughs> millions, not millions, but lots of people have said, yeah, you need to get me on your podcast. That'd be really good on it. But I'm like, I don't think you would no, because no, people, people, whenever this gets in front of them. They clam up and they act weird, just like we did in our first episode. Sure, yeah. So it'd be hard to find guests around here to do it. Right. Because not everybody can do this. The first episode out of the gate, five-finger death punch. Tell me why <laughs> yes. you like five-finger yeah. death idea. Punch. You're not going to win me over. But I've only heard least... fragments of their songs, and I know I hate them. Oh, it's dog shit. I mean, it's just absolute dog shit. I think, I think it, you could find some fans in this area pretty uh, easily. You think? <laughs> <laughs> I know you said that on purpose to me. You, know? you could definitely find fans, but like, could you find somebody that could talk to me for an hour about it? Could you see? That's the thing. I, I think there would be, and we technically can't play the music. So well, finding I, someone who could be articulate about the reasons <laughs> why they like yeah. five finger death punch—that's exactly <laughs> the point I was getting ready to make. Because they're awesome. Okay, well, they're why? fucking good. They fucking rock, man. Because they don't care, and they're uh, fuck you, Kid Rock. Everything's just tell fun. me why I should like Kid Rock. Uh, you might be able to win me over, Kid Rock. Uh, fuck him. Seems like a fun dude. That's all I'm saying. I'm not talking about him personally. I'm talking about his fucking music. I'd love to hang out it's with Kid garbage. Rock. Garbage. Yeah, I don't like the music. Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. I like it, like in a way that, like, does he? Is he's he's in on this, right? He uh, thinks this is funny. Too. I don't think so. I think yeah, I've heard a couple of interviews. Maybe. I've seen an uh, interview with Bill Maher. He was actually a fun interview. Yeah. I mean, he seems like a perfectly good guy, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, I just, his politics are at least questionable. You know, well, everybody's politics are questionable. No, I don't think so. I think that you, if I think that if you back Trump and if you back Sarah Palin and stuff like that, your politics and your stance on things are questionable. I mean, I'm not talking about, hey, I like what they're, uh, Stances on issues If you just like them Because you think they're awesome There is something questionable Yeah yeah, that's definitely questionable It's yeah. the same With anybody though Right I mean like Well no I mean let's Like Like Obama There are lots of reasons To like him Yeah But there's lots of reasons That people don't dive into To not mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons We don't like him I mean I, I like him He's, He'd be the president That I'd most like to hang out with Sure He's most he's so charismatic and he's such a cool guy and all that stuff. But we know the shit he's done. He did a we, shitty podcast with Bruce Springsteen that sucked. I'm did sure. Did he really? Yeah. Oh man. Called that's... Renegades. These are two billionaires right. telling me about being renegades. <laughs> Bruce, <laughs> I want to love you. Um, it's you see, Bruce. I was also born to run. Um, it's a death trap. It's a suicide trap. Got to get it while we're young. Uh, these these folks. Uh, <laughs> you see, I also went down to the river, Bruce, he's and into the river I dri- dived. He's he's just really charismatic as shit. Oh, he's great. Um, I, I really like listening. He made he made liberals pro war. Yeah, that's whenever I got off the ship. 
Because right. I voted for him the first time, mm-hmm. even if just as a protest vote to my parents and parents-in-law and just generally, <laughs> you know. I thought, dude, I believed in him. I was like, this, I, and I said this back then, and I really believed it. I was like, this is the closest shot we have to somebody like John F. Kennedy. He's young. He's got he's got ideas. He's energetic. He's engaging. He's charismatic. Something like, just could be the way. Something changes when you take the oath, and it's well, just like the Bill when Hicks they, thing. When they lay it out to you and be like, "This is what this actually yeah. is." They pull you into the smoky room. It's the Bill Hicks bit, and then they show you a a um, an angle of the Kennedy assassination that nobody else has ever seen before. And right. then they just shut off the projector. They still use a projector because it's intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> Any questions? Nope. What do you want me to do? Yeah. It would take somebody really courageous to be like, um, I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm the president of the United States, and I don't give a fuck who you are. Get the fuck out of here, and I'm going to have security around me 24-7. President Keenan has I'm, died of a exactly, apparent suicide exactly. today. <laughs> Three gunshots to the back of the head. You, I, I'm not saying it wouldn't be stressful, but it would take somebody who's willing to die. Just to, I would have to grow my hair back just and to cha- lose it. And change the, mat, and change the, the way things are. You know, it's... Um, the political system is so far gone that I don't think anybody can change it. It's done. Yeah. But we have each other. We still have music. We still have video games and movies. Oh, I, I, I love this cartoon, but I don't love it because of politics. I think that, you know, one thing I did love, let me just get this out though. In the, in the most petty shitty way possible is the fact that the red wave turned out to be the opposite they fucking lost everything every, every nah, they every, won every, most no, of them shit. it wasn't as uh it wasn't like the elevator doors opening in the shining no i'm talking about trump oh yeah you know the, every every, the election every candidate deniers. Backed, he lost they all lost. yeah the election deniers did not fare well exactly which is a little bit promising. and that was so awesome i mean the fact that bill maher and i was of the same mind like if this election goes this way, then democracy is done. It wasn't. People came out in enough numbers to be like, we're going to stop this. And I was actually... In a, mid, in a midterm, which, you know... It usually doesn't go well and, for and, the incumbent. And especially, like, youth doesn't really tend to turn out in the midterm. They did this time more than usual. There's one thing you can say about this generation. You know, they have a vague idea of what things democracy should, should be. They don't understand, like I've said before, anything in the nuts and bolts of it, but they do understand that you need to get out and vote and keep people like that from getting in power. So you got, you know, and then you still, and they're playing, they're running the same playbook. Like Carrie Lake is not conceding. And she's, you know, the Arizona. I've heard the name. She's she ran for governor. She's a garbage piece. Arizona. She's a piece of shit. I have no clue. I've never she she is a po- massive political opportunist. She was with Obama until Obama didn't work anymore. And then she jumped on the Trump train. I was, I was like, you're a fucking cynical sack of shit. There's a lot of people like that. I'm not even politicians, but like people that work in the um, the pundit space. Yes, I guess you would call it. They switch sides. Whenever, like, uh, Dave Rubin has done that. Um, I don't like him. The Blake Black Lady, uh, Candace Owens, has done it. She's turning against Trump now. They don't really. They they're all turning against they, Trump they, now. People like that, they don't believe any in, in any of the values. They, they test espouse. the wind. They just, yeah. they're all for their own career. And the, um, the, the Trump um, announced he was running again, and he had a, bright, a brand new idea that I don't think a lot of people um, have heard before. It's a... Uh, a war on drugs. Um, <laughs> so we were going to 
um, give uh, drug dealers death the uh, death penalty. Yeah, seems like that's like a, there's a bright new idea. That's a, always, a war on drugs. That's always worked perfectly in the past. Yeah, he's such a. We need to have dope. a war on drugs. He's such a dope. Because the first time we did a war on drugs turned out like a fucking road warrior squash match against the Mulkey brothers in 1984. <laughs> drugs won. Wow. <laughs> drugs won big time. Yeah, they did. He's just, he's, it's over for the war on drugs, folks. He's too fucking stupid. He doesn't, I mean, I don't, I don't get this whole thing. Well, he's secretly, no, he's not. He's dumb. He's a dumb human being. Um, I'm enjoying the fact that he's circling the drain and that, uh, I'm I'm looking forward with the most cynical uh, way possible to seeing these debates, to see Tr- Pence and Trump on the same stage and see how that's going to go. Oh, you think Pence is running? Oh, he is running, and he is not. And him and Trump has already turned against him. And the thing, and DeSantis, I don't like John. He's a fucking cocksucker, but I don't like him either. But to get all these guys on this stage, and one of them is going to figure out eventually. One of them is going to figure out. I don't know if it's DeSantis. I don't know who it is. That if you hit Trump in the mouth, I'm not talking about physically, but if you come out and, mm-hmm. and, and get him on his, get him on his heels, he'll shut the fuck up. He's a goddamn coward. Yeah, he'll so he'll, he'll, he'll fold. And now, you might have to do physically get up in his face, like you know that. I was always hoping that Tulsi Gabbard or somebody like that would. Look, she never got the chance if, to debate she, him. If she's was, an opportunist. She is as well. Yeah. But if she would do, he tried to do his looming thing as you turn around. But if you don't get him on my face, I'm going to knock you the fuck out. He would go sit down is what he would do. He's gutless. He's absolutely gutless. So I like Tulsi Gabbard. I'm not, I mean, the only, the only issue I care about is war. She was the only one that's good on that. Everybody else is, let's do all the wars all the time. Yeah, I don't. Let's just keep doing the wars. Let's start new wars. We need to invent new countries that we can invade. And or the only one that or was like that. Trump. Let's start a war on our own soil and our, against our own citizens because they need to dull the pain of living in the modern world that we have destroyed for them. You know, not not the let's not. You know, notice that in any of his speeches, he didn't talk about Purdue Pharma or any of them. He talked about the the guy on the street corner selling crack to try to feed his family. Yeah, of course. I mean, that shit's not going to play. That shit's over. No, that's he's he's done. Yeah, he's finished. He is not going to get elected. So, and and that's one thing I am too. The cynical thing with people that annoy me with him is the fact that they're so they're so isolated in their own echo chamber. They don't understand this, and they think because they go to rallies and ten thousand assholes show up that that's going to change the vote. It isn't, and that's why they can't accept the fact they lost all the midterms. Well, something too. I hear a lot is like. Uh, People around here is like everyone I know thinks this way. Why is so? I think that must be the reality. And then like confirmation bias. Yeah, just yeah. You have a circle of friends in your region of uh, the state you live in. That's not a good sample of the exactly the whole nation. They, you know, that's that's is nationwide. What happened? What happens to Trump and his people is that they go to a rally. They listen to a bunch of dumb shits. They pull out of Mike Lindell, who's a complete lunatic. And people like that, and they put on a thing, and then they, they just don't seem to. It's like the Bigfoot show, only with politics. Every week they promise that there's something that there's going to be a big reveal, and they don't ever show you anything. We've caught them doing this. You haven't caught them doing anything because they didn't do anything. And how many times are you going to load that one up, and people are going to keep accepting it? You know what I mean? Are you talking about Katu doing what? The, the, the cheating on the elections. Oh, yeah. They didn't cheat. You just lost. So, you, 
you know, but they keep rolling that one out. Like Mike Lindell has kept doing that. Well, they in not to defend Trump or anything, but for four years, that's all we heard about is how he cheated to win. But they accepted the results of the election. There's a difference between being dissatisfied with how the election went and thinking he's a sack of shit and also not conceding. He didn't concede. Well, yeah, but I mean, Hillary just said he was an illegitimate president. That's dumb. Yeah. But she did call and concede. She did. And, and she didn't sick her followers on the Capitol. She doesn't she, have followers. She, she did go to his inauguration. Yeah, I mean, a, he's such a petty fucking piece of garbage. I mean, I, I just, I still have no problem with the assault on the Capitol. <laughs> I don't know why you guys are, everybody gets so mad about it. Like, I would have loved it if they'd have killed every person. Well, no, I mean, and we've discussed this before. I have a problem with it because it, not in the principle of, hey, I'm sick of all this bullshit and we, and we don't like the government. I'm fine with that. I'm not. What I don't like is the fact that they think they're going to cast it down and prop that idiot up. And well, yeah, I don't like that. Change. The, but I wish, That's the problem. I, I wish everybody that. that went, like, that stormed the Capitol and everybody inside the, like, I wish they just dropped a bomb on it. Well, that all those nice. people were in there. Right. Well, the thing is, the scene from that day that s- summarizes like the whole thing for me is when some of the riders they pulled down the American flag yeah. and raised up a Trump flag in yeah. place of right. I mean, that's terrible. Like, yeah. That's see, and I called it. I knew he was going to do that. I knew he was not going to concede. I, I mean, everything I've said about him, I think, has come true. I mean, he's just. If you follow the psychology of the person, well, you said he wouldn't leave. You said he would get the army or something like that to back him, and that's true. A lot of people said that, though. But I, he tried. I'm sure he did. He did try, but it just didn't come to fruition. So I was right in the fact that he would attempt to do it. But I thought he might succeed. But nah, he didn't. so um, soldiers don't listen to the president. They listen to the. Of the they're commanding off. I don't know right, but there's so many people. There, there is a thing with the, with the with the army where they a lot of them like Trump and follow him. You know, mostly conservative people go in the army. Sure, I mean, it, but also military minded people are going to follow demagogues. They, I mean, demagogues are they're dangerous for a reason. They they appeal to everybody's base nature. So, you know. I mean, we, uh, I was having a discussion with people at work about, you know, the whole Adolf Hitler thing and how, you know, I don't think Trump's like Hitler. I mean, Adolf Hitler had a modicum of, of bravery. He was <laughs> – <laughs> he really was. He was a war hero, all kinds of stuff. And Donald Trump is a gutless sack of shit coward. And um, It's but, so weird that he – like, so weird that he won and it's uh, – all the uh, cable news channels fault. Yeah, they yeah, propped them up. Yeah, absolutely. Free, free. Every time, the like they'd, they'd be doing, you know, like they were shooting in this place. Oh, Donald Trump's getting ready to give a speech. Let's cut right to that. Right. And they just gave him all the. He didn't have to pay for campaign ads. I think they're somewhat learning that now. I mean, I think that they. If you didn't want him to win, just don't cover him. Right. Just call it what it is. This is a sideshow. We don't need to do this because most people. Um, most people don't like the people that are liberals. They watch Fox News just to get mad. Yeah, and the conservatives <laughs> watch MSNBC right. just to get mad. Right. I found myself doing that. I was not. I was not happy with myself when that happened. Yeah. Like, I don't watch either. I get news updates from Twitter. I don't listen to news. 
I mean, I, I knew about the midterms because it was I watch is ubiquitous. Is Bill everywhere. Maher every couple weeks? Well, that's also where I get mine, and uh, John Oliver. I listen to that, so um, I like Bill Maher. I think he's very smart man. Um, he has his moments where I don't like him. Well, that's his whole spiel about comic book movies and well, a lot of stuff I, like that. He's a he's a he's a cunt. When but, I grew up, I put away childish things. Okay, right, I, I think yeah. he has one of the most. Uh, sincere objective views on the pulse of yes politics yes right absolutely yeah. well because he travels all over the country doing comedy and so so he sees the midwest right he sees everywhere and ever everybody's not like they are in los angeles or new york right and he's truly down the middle i feel like bill burr bill burr's down the middle i mean he he definitely no matter what he says he definitely leans left but he well yeah but he he doesn't, but he thinks that a lot of this shit is insane. Well, he so. calls calls them out for it. Like, well, yeah, call him. He like had it. a whole bit about abortion, and he's like, "I'm fine with it. Do what you want, but just call it what it is. You're killing a baby." <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, anybody got anything else they want to talk about? I don't think so. All right, let's fucking shut this thing down. I f- thought I had a song. Yeah, music. <laughs> Wait, who is that? Seriously, Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. Okay, I think Eric Clapton sucks. Do you really? Yeah. I mean, I like that song. I don't think he sucks. I mean, he's a way better guitar player than I'll ever be. I just kind of think his songs are gay because it's almost because <laughs> it's almost Christmas, and in the spirit of Christmas, um, I'm gonna have to put this on YouTube because it's not gonna play on here. I don't think. Nope, definitely not. Um, here's a. Christmassy song. Shit. I'm looking up old Simpsons clips, I see. Oh, yeah. So this is we should have discussed the benefits of being lonely on Thanksgiving Day. Don't have to share that food, baby! I guess. No, if you're <laughs> if you're lonely on Thanksgiving Day, you should just kill yourself. There's no reason to keep going. Wow. Yeah. Let's hope that goes viral. Okay, here we go. What? If I don't have a ad at Domino's, you can get uh, son of a bitch. Uh, pay the eleven dollars for YouTube Premium. For All right, sake. it's, it's, it's becoming more, okay, here more worth it. I think. Yeah, it is. Thanks for listening. Thank you for coming, JMO. Thank you for have having a me. wonderful Thanksgiving, you faggots. On behalf of the, the whole Pillowfort family, Pillowfort Radio family. 